2: It's six o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Hertfordshire father to be sentenced for murdering his daughter, investigation after teenage boy injured during arrest and Bedfordshire fire chief backing Strictly Star over fancy dress costumes. BBC Three Counties Radio. A man from Hertfordshire will be sentenced tomorrow after being found guilty of murdering his four-year-old daughter. Carl Wheatley was given custody of Alexa Marie just three months before he beat her to death. More from Carol Abercrombie.
3: St Albans Crown Court heard that the 31-year-old hit his daughter so many times that the bruises had merged into one across her body. Just months before, Wheatley had been granted custody after assuring social workers in Bedford he could look after her. DCI Jerome Kent from Hertfordshire Police says the case has
4: shocked everyone. It's a
2: tragic case and Alexa's family have been torn apart by the loss of that little girl. The police watchdog is investigating after a 14-year-old boy appeared to get a serious head injury as he was arrested by officers from Hertfordshire Police. The force was called to Waltham Cross on Wednesday last week following reports of fighting in the High Street. The boy, who has 12 stitches in his forehead, says he was shoved through a side window of the family's garage as he was arrested.
5: So I was walking home from the shop. And me and my friend walked into my house and... He told me to come back and I just carried on walking because I didn't want to answer no questions. Then he come up behind me and grabbed me and like forced me towards the window and my head just went through.
2: The Chancellor, George Osborne, will set out plans in his first speech since the election to extend devolution to English cities. Greater Manchester is to be offered the chance to elect its own mayor, plus more powers over transport and policy spending. A father from Hertfordshire, whose son took his own life, is supporting new plans for schoolchildren to spot signs of mental health problems among their contemporaries. Robert Stringer's son, Hector, committed suicide after a history of self-harm. More from Tony Fisher.
6: Harfordshire County Council is one of the first authorities in the country to train youth health champions in secondary schools. Teenagers will help their fellow pupils on a range of issues, from mental health problems to binge drinking and physical health. Robert from Trink says that health champions would have made a big difference in the case of his son Hector.
2: One person was taken to hospital after a four-vehicle collision on the A10 in Hertfordshire yesterday evening. The emergency services were called to the A10 at Buntingford at around 6pm with firefighters cutting the injured person free. Bedfordshire's chief fire officer is backing calls for tighter regulation on children's fancy dress costumes. Paul Fuller will feature in tonight's BBC Watchdog programme in which Strictly Come Dancing presenter Claudia Winkleman describes how her eight-year-old daughter suffered severe burns last Halloween. She was just on fire. I mean, she was on fire. She went up is the
0: only way I know how to describe it. It was not like fire I had seen before. We couldn't put her out.
2: In sports, Stevenage and Wickham are bidding to reach the League Two playoff final this evening. Stevenage travel to Southend after a one-all draw in Sunday's home leg, and Wickham host Plymouth at Adams Park, leading 3-2 from Saturday's first leg in Devon. The weather clouding over this morning to bring rain for much of the day. A maximum temperature 12 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk/slash-three-counties. Thank you,
7: Simon. Oh, I've not opened the computer that tells me what's happening on the show. Hang on a second. (laughs) Oh, I know something we'll be asking in this out. Where have you hidden? Where have you hidden? Or where have you hidden somebody else? 08459 oh, five, 455 double, 555. Double, There's a brilliant story about some old boy hiding something or somebody under his bed. It was a good story, that one. Elsewhere on the show, police beef, helping hands, and talk to Dealey, he understands these things. Across beds, hearts and bucks.
1: This is BBC Three Counties Radio. By the way, guys,
7: yeah, guess who got front row seats to see the monkeys in September? This guy. And I'm taking my five-year-old son with me. He's going to cry and get upset and we'll probably have to leave early, though, innit?
8: Take Don't be slow Oh, no, no, no Oh, no, no, no Cause I'm leaving in the morning And I must see you again We'll have one more night together Till the morning brings my train And I must go Oh, no, no, no Oh, no, no, no. And I don't know Conversational. conversation. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. Take the last train to Coxville. Now I must hang up the phone. I can't hear you in this noisy railroad station. All alone, I feel alone. Oh no no no! Oh no no no! And I don't know if I'll ever. Don't be slow i am alone a-lo-lo I'm And I don't know if
7: three counties radio front row seats to see the monkeys and my boy is coming with me his first ever rock and roll concert doesn't know yet uh, also the youngest can't come and the youngest will be g- 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 gutted oh wait four five nine four double five five double five where have you hidden or what have you hidden Uh, There's there's a brilliant story in the paper about some old boy and what he's hidden under his bed. I'll tell you in a bit. But before that, horrible story. A Hertfordshire man has been found guilty of killing his four-year-old daughter in Hatfield. 31-year-old Carl Wheatley had been granted custody of Alexa Marie just three months previously. Uh, This is, you know, uh, particularly unpleasant. Uh, Catherine, you've got the background uh, to this story what happened
3: yeah alexa marie was only four she died on the morning of march the 12th last year after being severely beaten by her father who was said to have lost his temper um, she'd just been taken from her mother when she was very small, she'd just been taken from a foster family um, until very recently she was living with them. Her father fought for custody and managed to convince social workers in Bedford that he could look after his little girl. So they gave the green light for him to take over her care and she went to live with him at his home in Queen Bee Court in Hatfield just three months before her death.
7: Uh, there have been warning signs previously, hadn't there?
3: Yes, there had. A court, in court the jury heard that Wheatley was given custody despite an incident before that decision was made um, on the 16th of November. November 2013, Alexa Alexa Marie told uh, someone that her father had slapped her. The social worker from Bedford Borough Council took the view that she was mistaken and that Wheatley had only touched her face and he'd not actually assaulted her. The court then granted custody to Wheatley.
7: Um, What do we know about what happened to Alexa Marie on that morning in March?
3: We we know that a 999 call was made just after uh, 9am that day. Um, He wanted the emergency services to come to his home. This was Wheatley that made the call. Alexa Marie at this point had already stopped breathing Um, by the time paramedics and police arrived and a post-mortem showed she was covered in bruises. Professor Rupert Risden, who carried uh, out the investigation, said he'd never seen injuries like those suffered by the four-year-old. He found 66 separate bruise marks covering her entire body the next details are most shocking he said as a result of the sustained persistent hitting it had released fat cells from her bloodstream and that's what blocked her lungs
7: Uh, uh, court what happened yesterday
3: well Wheatley had pleaded guilty to manslaughter on the grounds of diminished responsibility and during the three weeks trial his defense team said that he'd suffered from ADHD and autism Um, the jury at St Albans Crown Court however rejected that and found him guilty of murder
7: and uh, uh, this is Detective Chief Inspector Jerome Kent from the Bev- uh, Bedfordshire, Cambridgeshire and Hertfordshire Major Crime Unit speaking outside the court.
1: They were horrendous injuries, um, very distressing for, for me and the officers to deal with. Uh, they are without doubt the most appalling injuries I've ever seen on a child. Um, and uh, it beggars belief how anybody would be able to cause that uh, or inflict that level of injuries on a, on a child of that age. The real motive around this is probably his own anger and his own frustration Carl Whitley was a very manipulative man. Uh, He got angry if he didn't get his own way and it's my belief that he took out that anger
7: on his four-year-old daughter You mentioned the motives there
3: Yeah, there was also some other comments made um, At the start of the the trial, the prosecution said that Wheatley had fought for custody of Alexa Marie so he could claim more benefits The court also heard that he was trying to get custody of a three-year-old boy who can't be named for legal reasons Blimey But the jury heard that Alexa Marie was subjected to systematic violence as soon as she moved in with her father and when, when he lost his temper
7: um, uh, if guilty of murder, what happens next?
3: Well, the trial judge Andrew Bright QC says he'll pass sentence tomorrow morning. It'll be a life sentence, and on Friday we'll find out how many years he'll serve in jail before being considered for parole. But
7: that's enough of that. I'm going to awful, it's, just, it's, just it's, a terrible, it's, terrible case. That's a horrible. We I mean, were talking about that throughout the morning, but that's uh, that's particularly horrible. Let's have some of this, shall we? don't know what a cheeky Nando's is is that true oh so what are you eating nothing what's that in your mouth my my teeth open your mouth put your tongue out wiggle it about put your top back on (laughs) Uh, they don't know what cheeky Nando's is I saw someone tweet this the other day but the America Americans speak the same language as us but they're left baffled by our banter yeah Yanks are scratching their heads at the phrase Cheeky Nando's. Is it, it's, it's more
3: the use of cheeky <laughs> in sentence,
9: isn't
7: it? <laughs> there's nothing cheeky about a Nando's. No. Uh, this is uh, why I want to ask you, not because of that, because of this. Uh, where you've hidden, or what you've hidden, where, whence and when. The headline in the sun is hot and old. And there's a picture of an old man in a wheelchair with a speech bubble saying, I've had a stroke, you know. When you realise the story about... Mm, yeah. OAP is evicted for hooker under bed. Oh, guys, come on. A Randy Pensioner, I am actually going to write a book on words that you only see in the media, Randy being one of them. A Randy Pensioner was kicked out of his old people's home after shocked staff discovered a prostitute hiding under his bed. The man, this guy's a legend. He's a legend. The man in his 70s had paid for the sex worker using cash he made selling alcohol to fellow residents. (laughs) This is gonch. He's a wise guy. This is gonch doing this. A reference for, for people between kind of 40 and 46. Uh, officials said he was one of the more mobile gentlemen... bet he was. ...at the private nursing home <laughs> and revealed that he went on booze runs for his pals.
3: Why was he hiding her? At his age, just don't care, do you? Yeah. Uh,
7: so what? Oh, no. When officials in Philadelphia learnt of his activities, they cut... Philadelphia, of course, home of the cream cheese... They uh, learned of his activities. They cut his housing subsidy, and he was forced to move out. Aww. He's had a stroke, you know. Don't think that's a medical stroke. It's uh, very simple question. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Where have you hidden? What have you hidden? Have you hidden? Any- if you've hidden, if you've ever had to say to somebody, quick. Get in the wardrobe. Uh, I oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. That that's the that's the golden call. You know, you get idiots that come and tell you how to do radio every now and then. What you're after is the golden call. Mm. It's a nonsense phrase, but today it actually applies. The golden call will be somebody finding up saying, "Yeah, I told somebody. Quick, hide in the wardrobe." I
3: had to hide someone else's boyfriend once. Just remembered.
7: Oh, but Catherine, don't go anywhere. <laughs>
0: In
10: Royston on the A1198, the, Great North, the Old North Road, there's flooding there because the water mains burst between the Royston bypass, the A505, and Chestnut Lane at Kneesworth. So police are wanting to approach that with care because there's water all over one side of the road. In Hitchin on Cambridge Road, there's some temporary traffic lights at Walsworth Road which could cause some delays. And in Howard Hempstead on Leighton Buzzard Road, there's roadworks at Gatebridge Lane. On the train departure boards, there's no reports of any delays so far this morning. That's Samantha Brough, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you,
7: Sammy. Uh, It's Thursday the 14th of May. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A man from Hertfordshire will be sentenced tomorrow after being found guilty of murdering his four-year-old daughter. The police watchdog is investigating after a 14-year-old boy appeared to get a serious head injury as he was arrested by officers from Hertfordshire Police. And Bedfordshire's chief fire officer is backing TV presenter Claudia Winkleman's calls for tighter regulation on children's fancy dress costumes. BBC
0: Three Counties Radio.
11: Original British drama on BBC One. Two magicians shall appear in England. The name of one shall be Fearfulness.
7: I am the man who is
11: destined to restore magic to England. The name of the other, Arrogance. It is time for me to become the magician I'm destined to be. The first shall be governed by thieves and murderers. Mr. Strange
0: should know what kind of a man he is dealing with.
11: The second shall conspire at his own destruction.
2: It is the magician who thwarts us. We must destroy him utterly.
12: Starring Eddie Marzen and Bertie Carvel. Jonathan Strange and Mr Norrell starts on Sunday night at 9 on BBC One and BBC One HD
7: Hey boss
13: (laughs) <laughs> You're right fella? Yeah, where do you hide? I've just asked that question to somebody on the streets and their response was I never hide, I'm here, there and
7: everywhere. Hey, cheeky cheeky chappy. You come on Justin. Yeah. You've lived. I have, yes. You've lived life to the <laughs> Pepsi Max. You must have, at some point, been ushered into a girl's wardrobe, wearing uh, just a pair of her pants. Um, yeah. Quick, put these on. Get in there. Don't make a sound. Yeah. And then you've had to watch through the slats as she makes love with her husband. I and then see. he leaves. Yeah. And then she welcomes you with open arms. And then you make love to her. And then you say, "I'm sorry, miss. This ain't working for me. <laughs> I'm out of <laughs> here." It's that a great story. Must have happened to you. I mean, it's, it's kind of almost
13: happened like that. Not quite as graphic as that, but yeah, it's almost. Happened
7: is that what we're gonna get? Yeah, I think so. (laughs) Catherine, you said that you you, um hit a man,
13: yeah.
3: Well, in my room, but he well, this is what happened. Okay, okay. let me set the scene, please. It's not, it's
7: 1997. Have you got Shazam? What
3: Shazam to play?
7: Have I got what? Shazam. Have I
3: got what? There's no Shazam in my mate again.
7: Shazam. I've not got Shazam to play, no Kelly Betts. I know we know that
3: anyway. All girls' halls were yes. in, at university. Oh yeah, no boys supposed to be in there. Yeah, not one. There That's were loads.
7: <laughs> <laughs> of course, there were.
3: Anyway, there was uh, one too many in my friend's bedroom. Um, she had had uh, a well. She was going out with a new boyfriend, and yep. her ex-boyfriend from home attended.
7: Oh, up that weekend, he wasn't an ex-boyfriend at that stage, was he?
3: Or well, he was. So, anyway. He just didn't know. He, no, he did know. OK. He was completely complicit. Yeah. It was the new boyfriend that didn't know, right? Oh, right. OK. So she's entertaining him that weekend. Yeah. When her new boyfriend turns up at the door... Beautiful. ..what does she do with the old one? Wardrobe's not going to work. Chucks him out in the corridor in his pants.
7: Hey. Hey. Near his room? Mine. And do you know the, the, the sound that was playing in that man's head as he's stood in the hallway in his pants? <laughs> <laughs>
8: Coming. Where do I door. go? Calf, <laughs> <Kath, Kath, laughs> Calf,
3: let me in. We're a <laughs> He's turned up. George has turned up. You better come in here.
7: <laughs> Meanwhile, next door, George and the young lady, it is all, um.
14: <laughs>
7: and in your room. George is uh, getting a bit of that though, so, um. <laughs> But so Catherine's room is full of, uh,
3: outrageous. I was the mate who had a succession of teary boys coming from her room to mine. <laughs>
7: teary? and been
3: used
13: and abused.
7: Oh, isn't that sexy? Yeah. Justin. <laughs> beautiful story. Do you
13: reckon you can get anything out of that in the streets in the first hour? What have you ever hidden in a wardrobe? No, I it... think the question was, have you ever hidden in a wardrobe if you've been with a lady <laughs> and her husband comes back <laughs> and you have to then watch her make love to the to the man again, you then come back out and leave the house? Is that the story? Yeah, why not? Okay, yeah, it's a great story. And you know what? (laughs) We'll probably find somebody as well. Justin, stay there. I'll talk to you after this.
7: I didn't start
13: the fire.
7: Great track. It was always burning. Now my turn is turning. I do like. It's reminded me of another song. I like a good list song. Mm-hmm. A song with lists. That and we're going to play this in a bit. REM. It's the end of the world as I know it. Uh, and good I shout. feel fine. Double five, five double five. We can do the specific, have you ever told somebody to go and hide in a wardrobe, or what have you hidden and where have you hidden it, please? 0845945555. No On to slightly more serious things. Police watchdogs have been called to investigate claims that a 14-year-old boy suffered a head injury while being arrested in Hertfordshire. The boy's family claim he was shoved through a window in the course of an incident in Waltham Cross last Wednesday. Uh, Justin's got more on this. What do we know? Well, Harvardshire Police were uh, responding to reports of a fight. Uh, This
13: was in Waltham Cross High Street and this was last Wednesday. And somebody actually recorded the moment the boy at the centre of this very serious allegation was arrested. Gosh, well, very excitable scenes yeah. there, Justin. Uh, now, I have to point out that uh, while the video shows the boy with blood streaming down his face as he's being detained by the police, there's no actual evidence of how this fa- of how the family say he came by his injury. Uh, they claim that he was shoved through a window by arresting officers, but again, if you look at the video, uh, no clear evidence of that on the video so footage. So you, you
7: don't see that happening? No. You,
13: you, see, you, see, a you m- see a scuffle, and no. then what, what you see is the boy coming out wi- with blood okay. down his face. Here's what the 14-year-old boy told our reporter, Tony Fisher.
6: And We're by the side of the garage, mm-hmm. where you say police shoved your head into the window, causing yeah. this gash on your head. Yeah. Uh, tell us exactly what happened.
5: I was walking through, through my gate, and uh, they come up behind me. You
6: were coming back from school, were you? Uh,
5: no, no, I came back from college, and I saw my friend in Wolfram Cross, and we walked through, and the guy asked me a question, and I just carried on walking. And he grabbed me from behind and launched me towards the window and my head went through.
6: Into this window here?
5: Yeah.
6: And what, what, did he say anything before doing that?
5: No. He, he just launched me through it, basically. And then my head started bleeding and he didn't really know what to do.
6: And but you were arrested, weren't you, for... About F-3, yeah,
5: F-3. Uh, F-
6: okay, so they thought you were part of the fight on the yeah, high street? I wasn't. You
5: because weren't. they dropped the charges at the end.
7: Um, Tony Fisher also spoke to the boy's mum, didn't he? He did. Uh, she believes
13: her son was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Like, but he was actually walking away
8: and they just ran in and pushed him. And like, he's trying to shout at him to get off of him because I was pushing him so hard forward. He tried to push back, like, he pushed his head back and then shoved him again. And that's when his head went through the window.
6: Did his head actually go through the window? Because on the video, it's not very clear.
8: Yeah, no. Well, it's broke the window, so... And it... He's got 12 stitches, so...
6: So, is it a case of wrong place, wrong time for deck?
8: Basically, yeah. Basically, that's
13: it in a nutshell.
7: I believe we're going to be speaking to the mum in an hour's time or so, mm. Justin. Uh, what are the police saying?
13: Well, in a statement, they say police were called to Waltham Cross at around 5.30pm on Wednesday, May the 6th, following reports of a group of ten people fighting in the high street. Whilst dealing with this incident, officers arrested a 14-year-old boy in connection with a previous unrelated theft offence. During his arrest, the boy sustained an incident Injury and was taken to the Princess Alexandra Hospital in Harlow. The boy remains on police bail at this time and is due to return to Hoddesdon Police Station on June the 20th. Two other men were arrested at the scene for a fray, and inquiries continue with regards to the wider incident. And just lastly, they say, following the mandatory guidelines regarding injuries sustained during arrests, Hertfordshire Constabulary referred the incident to the IPCC, and they now have. Declared an independent investigation.
7: All right, Josh. We'll speak to you before seven. Thank you very much.
1: Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs.
0: BBC Three Counties
10: Radio. Looking at the speed sensors on the M1 southbound, it's looking quite slow heading into Luton towards um, towards Luton from about the junction for Toddington. And on the N twenty five anti-clockwise, a bit further afield, there's a lane close on the exit slip road at junction twelve for the M3 because the lorry's broken down. In High it's still quite so far. On Marlow Hill, there's temporary traffic lights by the Leisure Centre, and so that could cause some delays, and in Milton Keynes on the A509 between at junction 14 for Milton Keynes on the M1 There's maintenance works going on at the Northfield roundabouts That could also cause some queues No problems showing up on the train departure boards Samantha breath, BBC Three Counties Radio
1: Across beds, hearts and bugs
0: This is BBC Three Counties Radio
2: It's 6.30. I'm Simon Oxley. A man from Hertfordshire will be sentenced tomorrow after being found guilty of murdering his four-year-old daughter. Carl Weekly was given custody of Alexa Marie just three months before he beat her to death. The police watchdog is investigating after a 14-year-old boy appeared to get a serious head injury as he was arrested by officers from Hertfordshire Police. The force was called to Waltham Cross on Wednesday last week following reports of fighting in the High Street. And Bedfordshire's chief fire officer is backing calls for tighter regulation on children's fancy drugs. Paul Fuller will feature in tonight's BBC Watchdog programme in which Strictly Come Dancing presenter Claudia Winkleman describes how her eight-year-old daughter suffered severe burns last Halloween. Three Counties Sports.
0: BBC Three Counties Radio.
2: Stevenage and Wickham are bidding to reach the League 2 playoff final this evening with second-leg ties. Stevenage travel to Southend after a one-all draw in the home leg. Manager Graham Westley thinks his side have gained more confidence since Sunday's first meeting.
15: I kind of expected that one or two of the younger boys and less experienced boys might struggle a bit with the occasion. Um, We were okay, but uh, by no means at uh, the type of level that I think we can expect to be at in the the second leg, where I, I do think that players will gain some confidence. I expect to see us go on to a a different level in, in what we do in that second leg.
2: And Wickham hosts Plymouth at Adams Park leading 3-2 from Saturday's first leg in Devon. Wickham awaiting on the fitness of goalkeeper Matt Ingram who missed that game His manager Gareth Ainsworth.
16: We'll get stronger so I'm, I'm really looking forward to Thursday now. 1-0 to Wickham going into the next leg and uh, I'd have took that before the game. We're winning dressing room in there, you know, and, and you win your games in the playoffs. You you you, you achieve things. So start concentrating on the, on this contest because uh, that's all important now for what happens in our season.
2: And you can hear commentary on both matches in tonight's three counties sport from seven. Holders Real Madrid are out of the Champions League after losing their semi-final to Juventus. It finished one all in Spain last night to send Juventus through 3-2 on aggregate. They will meet Barcelona in the final. Yorkshire's director of cricket Martin Moxon says he's not resigned to losing coach Jason Gillespie to England. Moxon's confirmed that as yet there's been no approach to the county champions. And Andy Murray will face David Goffin of Belgium this afternoon in the third round of the Italian Open. Yesterday he notched up his tenth straight victory on clay with a straight sets win over Jeremy Shardy. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, the next full bulletin at seven.
0: Call
2: 08459 455 555.
7: BBC Three Counties Radio. Have you ever had to hide in a wardrobe, send somebody in a wardrobe, or what have you hidden where and when and when? So 08459 455 555.
17: That's great, it starts with an earthquake. Birds and snakes and aeroplanes.
7: don't we? Because of, um, um, because of what's the frequency, Kenneth, and um, what's that really everybody slow? So, hang on a second. Everybody hurts. Because of what's the frequency, Kenneth, and everybody hurts. We, we, we remember REM as a rubbish band. They weren't. At the start, they were rubbish. Then about um, the, the second and third fifths of their career, they were great. And then the 4th and 5th, they were rubbish. I
3: kind of liked them. They were very San Francisco, weren't they?
7: They were good, man. They were good. Radio Free Europe. What a great song. What a great song. Uh, Just the reason we're asking, where have you ever hidden and and, uh, have you ever been forced to hide in a wardrobe? I love this story. Hot and old. OAP is evicted for hooker under bed. A randy pensioner was kicked out of his old people's home after a shocked staff discovered a prostitute hiding under his bed. The man in his seventies had paid for the sex worker using cash he made selling alcohol to fellow residents.
3: So who yes. would grass him up?
7: Well, that, I, I mean, don't she's know. she's doing community
3: work really, isn't yeah, she?
7: She's helping the help the aged. Uh, Colette McKeven, if you're listening, I don't know if that's a facility, I don't think it is. not that you offer but that you would be able to help people out with. It's, um, it's uh, th- reach out, not, knock on, uh, a lo- we're always told, knock on a lonely old person's door and see if, just how lonely they are. Well, Helping I- help hand. I'm going to start an agency called Helping Hands uh, and it's going to be hot young women and guys for um, old people.
3: That's something I've spoken to my daughters about. I know they're very young and I've said, when I'm, an old, when I'm an old lady, I'd like you to get me a hot Brazilian male nurse. In fact, it doesn't matter if he's qualified or not. That's all I ask. Yeah. That's how they get their hands on my inheritance.
7: Do You do get that. You can get those nudie cleaners, can't you? Butler's in the buff. Yeah, I would be too embarrassed. First of all...
3: Plus, I mean, some of the positions you have to get in to do the dusting.
7: Yeah. Would they? Do they actually provide a good cleaning service, or are you just looking at a man's bum crack?
3: In various poses. Mm. I, I would imagine the latter.
7: OK, well, then I'm not interested. I would want the cleaning done efficiently, yeah. and I'd be to And what do you do? You sit there because when the cleaner's in my house, I go out no, I or, or I lock myself in my room. Well, if I'm paying for a butler in the buff, why would I be? So there's a naked man in my house, and I'm not there, and I'm not getting the benefits of it. Well, I'm not getting. Well, I'm not getting the fringe benefits. I think
3: it is so more like, of a spectacle.
7: He wears spectacles, does he?
3: <laughs> I'm sure he'd do whatever. He Here's like. the
7: punchline. Where? <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well, it, it looks like a nose. You never done. Uh, uh, has your husband never done that with your glasses? No, oh, <laughs> Catherine. Has he never done that with your glasses?
3: Why would I want that? No. Oh,
7: guys, snuffers. He's long sighted anyway. Have you ever, you? I'm gonna be so careful how I. Say, we're down the rabbit hole. I, th- I think we're pr- we're post the watershed resetting itself. Have you ever used um, uh, reading glasses as? Um, well, I'm going to say it, it's a sex toy. What? Well, to put the, you know, so it looks like a note. You, Kelly, you know what I'm talking about.
18: I know exactly what you've been, been there. Yeah. Of course
7: you have. Snuffers. Oh, Wowzers, trousers. Wowzers, uh... <laughs> trousers. Exactly. Yes. Have you? <laughs> um, not that I can remember. Oh, you'd remember that. You'd uh, yeah, remember. You, possibly, any, anyway, possibly, we, yeah. we're going to, we, we will actually get complaints, and yeah. it's Catherine that, that faces the And I the haven't brand
3: done and it, and they're my spectacles. You can't do it. no point. I'm short-sighted.
7: <laughs> there we go. You see. <laughs> Snuffers, what you got for us, mate?
19: Um, so um, I I was about uh, 15 or 16, and we were uh, I was 15, I think, and we were living up in Northumberland, and and really small village, and I was around at my girlfriend's house, yes. and uh, and basically her it, it was about four or five o'clock in the afternoon, yeah. and her her parents came back, Oy. and so she basically told me to get under the bed, oh. which I. I carry a lot of timber, so it wasn't really the easiest thing to do. But anyway, <laughs> well, hang on. I, what
7: timber? You mean you mean you're a big lad? The physical, yeah, Your, your I'm, body I'm, is big. I, 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 my timber. Timber. I enjoy my porridge. Good lad, thank um, you. Well, hang on. So, yeah, <laughs> that, that doesn't clear things up. Right, go on.
19: So I, uh, I basically sque- squeezed under the bed. She yeah. went downstairs, and I couldn't really hear what was going on. But then I heard the basically the front door go. Yeah. She then texted me to say that. She unfortunately had to leave. Oh. Her mum was dropping her off, oh. and that her her dad was downstairs. Oh no! Mate! So, and it was one of those. It was one of those houses. You know where the staircase comes down into the living room. Oh, <gasps> yeah. So, so I, I did... had I had to stay there, but the, but the problem was is that I I didn't want to I didn't want to get out from under the bed for fear of my yeah. the off. Yeah. And so I basically stayed there for about five hours <gasps> but the absolute worst thing was is that because her parents had a free house, they basically took advantage
7: of the fact that they had a free house. Oh no, no! Don't tell me it was on her bed. Huh? It wasn't on her bed, was it? No, I wouldn't be here to tell the story if it was.
19: But, Nick But yeah, so I got out of the house at about eleven o'clock at night. Yeah. When she, basically she got back her friends dropped her off and I got back about, yeah, I basically left the house at 11 o'clock and had to deal with a mental
7: scarring Snuffers, thank, thank you so much there's your golden call I didn't think we'd get one, it wasn't a wardrobe, it was better than a wardrobe, it was under a bed, it was for hours uh, and it involved hearing his girlfriend's parents having it off <laughs> oh Snuffers, thank you mate Thank you. I knew it was. I knew well, that su- suffering. At I knew it was a tough suffering. one. and I knew if we could just get one call on that, or maybe two. Hang on, Geraldine. What have you got? <laughs> when, I, when I was at school, me and my friend went round to this boy's house. Oh dear, you don't sound um, the sort and <laughs> stop it. You sound like such a good girl, Geraldine. <laughs> I knew you'd make me laugh. I've never phoned up before. Well, bless because... you. I'm glad you did, because it sounds like you're a mucky pup. So you went out <laughs> to a lad's house. Go on. And uh, my friend was upstairs with
20: him, and um, I was in the kitchen, and i saw this chocolate cake. So I was stood there eating a piece of the chocolate cake and the father walked in and
7: said, What's going on? And I just ran. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you literally with, with uh chocolate and crumbs all around your mouth with the cake get... in hand I ran. <laughs> you didn't put the cake down well you got your priority. Did you not speak to him, Geraldine? You just went. No, I just ran. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> what happened to your friend? I d I can't remember because I'm older now and it's when we were young, yes. you know. At oh. school. Still, was it was it um, was it nice cake? It was lovely. Geraldine, thank you very much <laughs> oh, thank you, Geraldine. What a great call. Call again. 08459 oh, five, 455 double 555. Double well, there we go. I wasn't sure we'd get anything. We've had two brilliant calls from a regular and a newbie. So thank you for that. That is so funny. Uh, if you get uh, 15 minutes, I, I'm, I'm, kind of, I'm, t- I'm kind of tempted to maybe carry this one over a little bit. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, what have you got in the papers?
3: Inventions, right? From the past. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Patents from more oh, than a century. I love thank you for that. that was good. Too. That was really good. Go on. I could taste that cake. Yes. Patents from more than a century ago have been discovered showing how aspiring inventors imagine the future. Right. Oh. The elaborate blueprint prints include designs for everything from human wings oh. to a device that raises the alarm if you have been buried alive.
7: Oh yes.
3: The patents issued between eighteen seventy one and nineteen thirty three cater for every layer of society from a self-tipping hat for the gentleman who wished to be polite a while keeping
7: Self-tipping hat hands-free hands free hat. Oh baby!
3: <laughs> to a harness support for a greyhound riding monkey. I imagine it came in handy.
7: <laughs> oh, God. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. I'm just imagining a greyhound being ridden by a monkey but the monkey is in full jockey's gear (laughs) he's got the silks he's got the hat on and he's got a little whip stapled to his hand oh beautiful beautiful
3: the inventors appear captivated by cheating death there was a lot of it about back then
7: yeah yeah
3: one Benjamin Oppenheimer dreamt up a fire escape device in 1879 with a blazing building lapping at his or her coattails the escaper was meant to attach a parachute to their head
7: oh mate
3: and put on shoes with soles of rubber thick enough to a cushion a hard landing
7: head parachutes and thick rubber sold shoes this is wonderful
3: but if all that failed and death was declared there was still a last chance if a mistake had been made yeah. John Kirkbaum registered a patent for a life indicator coffin in which anyone buried alive could periscope like rotate a handle and move a <sighs> dial located above ground just like waving a little flag
1: oh god that's <laughs> genius I love it Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs.
0: BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1
10: southbound, it's really slow from Junction 12 for Flitwick to 11 for Dunstable now, and it's busy on the M25 anti-clockwise between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford. Also, it's slow on the A1 southbound through and Wood from the Holiday Inn towards the Barnet corner at S- the Barnet Lane at Stirling Corner, and in Coleshill on the A404. A reminder that there's tra- temporary traffic lights and roadworks going on at Weldon Lane, which could cause some delays. Also, further afield, if you're heading north on the A1 this morning, it's close between Grantham and Newark because of a serious accident between the A52 and the A46, but it is affecting both directions. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio.
7: Thank you, Sammy. 6.47 or thereabouts. It's Thursday the 14th of May. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A man from Hertfordshire will be sentenced tomorrow after being found guilty of murdering his four-year-old daughter. The police watchdog is investigating after a 14-year-old boy appeared to get a serious head injury as he was arrested by officers from Hertfordshire Police. And Bedfordshire's chief fire officer is backing TV presenter Claudia Winkleman's calls for tighter regulation on children's families. Fancy dress costumes. Let's get the weather. Here's Elizabeth. Beds, hearts, and bucks
0: weather. BBC
1: Three Counties Radio.
21: Hello, very good morning to you. It's going to be a dry start to today. There will be quite a lot of cloud around, perhaps a bit of brightness just towards eastern areas of Hertfordshire through this morning perhaps. Um, But it won't be too long before we start to get some rain creeping from the southwest. It probably won't be uh, be across us until we get to around about lunchtime, perhaps just after, for those eastern areas. But once it starts raining, it probably won't stop for the rest of the day, possibly some heavy bursts of it at times too. Now we're looking at temperatures today, um, down on yesterday, only up to around 10 or 11 degrees Celsius. So quite a wet afternoon in store for many of us. The rain's sticking around perhaps into tonight's rush hour and then gradually clearing away. The skies will clear overnight tonight. It will feel quite chilly probably. Temperatures in the towns down to five or six degrees but cooler than that of course in the countryside and tomorrow a dry day once more. We'll see some brightness, some spells of sunshine and the winds will be nice and light too and mostly dry over the course of the weekend. Quite a bit in the way of cloud, just a bit cooler and breezy but still some sunshine around. I hope you made most of the sunshine yesterday because there won't be too much of it around today
3: that's the forecast it's people let's talk let's talk to each other
4: it's people it's let's talk it's people
13: so, the playoffs are on the way for Stevenage and Wickham and both teams will be looking forward to the second legs. Quick
12: free kick, taken it to Charles, Stephen Craig, goal! Wickham wanders again for another free kick!
4: Tonight,
1: we'll bring you both games right here to see whether Borough or the Chairboys can make
7: it to Wembley.
8: Alright, looks up,
7: The League Two
13: playoff semi-final. Tonight from seven here on BBC Three Counties Radio.
18: House
7: and many windows. It's a good question, boy. It's a good question. Uh, d- d- get that story in a second about the um the, the mobile phone. Alan's in Luton. Morning, Alan. Morning. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you, mate. What have you got for us?
15: Well, listen, I have got
1: your funny story. Listen, I was going oh. out. I met some girl, and my uh, brother didn't really approve of me going out with her. No. Anyway, yes. so we we sort of dated her, and her, her and her brother shared a house. Yeah. Anyway, one night I we went round the house and I stayed at the house. Obviously, you do what you do. But in the middle of the night, I got um, up and went to go to the toilet. You yeah, well,
7: yes. <clears throat> uh, hey? Yeah.
1: I went to go at the toilet. And okay. as I come out of the toilet, I went into the wrong bedroom and got in bed with a
22: brother. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> at what uh, point did my... you realise
3: it was him?
22: Yeah, how far? You know when you go around someone's house,
1: you lose your bearings. You lose your bearings. I got got in bed with a brother, you know, with a big hand stuck at 12 o'clock. And oh my God. He
7: he means literally his hand. Thank you, Alan. He meant his hand, (laughs) Justin. Yes, yes. He meant his hand. He did, he did. Okay. Thank you, uh, Alan. Nice one out. Alan got... Uh, did Alan, we, we, who got beaten up in that story, Kelly? Alan. Alan did, OK. Well, he had his big hand stuck at 12 o'clock. That's fighting why talk. Why would you put your hand up in the air like That's that? That's fighting talk. I don't understand. is a close one, just. Very close. Uh, we, we, we can... Uh, always happy to take your calls on uh, ever uh, uh, ever got into... Uh, ever gone through the wrong door, ever been in the wrong room, ever got in the wrong bed. 08459 four double five five double five uh, Always happy to take those stories. Justin, question mm. this morning is, has someone ever said to you, quick, get in the wardrobe... I don't know if you heard... It was Geraldine and Snuffers, wasn't it? Yes. I don't know if you heard their calls. Brilliant calls. I was on the streets. Oh, mate, it's worth playing back. Snuffers, um, irregular. Geraldine, first-time caller. Brilliant stories. You've taken it to the streets, Just. Have you got anything? Uh, Do you know what? One
13: person I spoke to who doesn't wish to be named... (laughs) uh, (laughs) He didn't hide in the wardrobe. You're never going to believe this. He hid under the bed. Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) that's the second one we've had today, Just. It's very common, I think. Unbelievable. But... uh, this lady has a great story this story is incredible it involves hiding but also hospital as well this is a story which involves one of her friends quite incredible take a listen to this madam you're a good girl but you know lots of people who have had to hide tell us the worst story that, that you know of
23: a friend of mine had recently started seeing a boy but she was engaged to someone she was doing the dirty Um, the boyfriend came home and she'd heard him and he literally had to hang out the bedroom window.
13: So the fella she was with was hanging out of the window. How long was he there for? I'm not too sure, but he ended up in hospital. (laughs) Come on, you're winding me up.
23: Uh, He ended up in hospital. He couldn't grip and
13: dropped and he fell.
23: Yeah, broke his leg.
13: So if he broke his leg, surely that must have meant then the fella she was with, he knew about it? No,
23: he lay there. No, he just lay there until the the boyfriend went, and then she realised, went down, called an ambulance and went with him (laughs) to the hospital. Oh, Oh.
7: my God. (laughs) He could have gripped! There you oh, go. Well, if, you, if you miss that, guys, that's in the podcast. He <laughs> couldn't grip. <sighs> Catherine, I see we've got another caller coming up. Do this. This is a brilliant story, just. I've listened to this.
3: A doctor left his mobile phone in a woman's abdomen after delivering her baby by C-section. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> and,
7: I mean, come on.
3: <laughs> How did you find out? Hanan Mahmoud Abdul Karim, 36, had a successful pro- procedure at a private hospital before coming home with her son, who he was born weighing a whopping 10 pounds, five
8: <laughs>
7: ounces. Big baby.
3: But later. Later, her family noticed her stomach vibrating <laughs> and she began suffering terrible pain, according to her mother. Texting it. Uh, yeah, gosh. My daughter suffered serious pains and could not move. The mother's quoted his claim saying. She claims she took her back to the hospital in Amman, Jordan, but nothing was done for her.
7: She had a mobile, mobile phone, phone <laughs> in her stomach, Justin. Wowzers. Flipping it. Daley, we'll speak to you later. We'll Thank us you, us boss. A bit. Thank you. I just want to squeeze Terry in. Morning, Terry. Good morning, Ian. So, How are we doing? Yeah, good,
22: thank you. Boss, what you got for us? I'm um, just sharing a story about a time I had to hide. Yeah, okay, go on. Um, I was working away from home, uh, and I was staying in a hotel, and you probably know that it's quite boring at night time. It's so, so boring thought,
7: in hotels.
22: It is. So, so I thought to film my age, I'd go for a swim in the local council swimming pool. Lovely. Um, so, so I went along, I paid my money, and... Uh, I said to the woman, I said, can you direct me to the men's changing rooms? She says, yeah, no problem. Down the corridor, second on the left. Um, So in I went, and uh, I was in a hurry to get in the pool, so I just got changed in the middle of the room. I didn't bother with the cubicles. Uh, So I was just about to put my swimming trunks on when I could hear all these women's voices coming towards me. (laughs) And they were were getting closer. So I just panicked, and I scooped up all my stuff, and I dived into the nearest cubicle. (laughs) And then it was only a little door, so I thought, I better stand on the seat, because they'll see me, so I'm crouched up to the be ball. Big hairy feet. Was, oh, yeah, and I was I was panicking, I was thinking, I'll be at pe- quarters of people in time, I'll be on the sex offenders register, I've got to get sacked, divorced. So my knees are knocking, and they're all in the room getting changed, and it was the women's aerobics, the whole lot of them. Oh, there uh, The whole class. So eventually, what seemed like forever, They all left. So I got dressed again and I went back out to reception and I said, "Um, can you direct me to the men's changing rooms? And she says, yes, second door on the left. She said, it is a unisex room,
7: though. <laughs> hey, Terry, thank you very much indeed. Of course, I've, I famously, about three months ago, got changed in the corridor of a, 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 a council <laughs> swimming pool. In I front thought, of some kids, wasn't it? Yeah, with some kids. I thought, well, are these kids staring at me. Why is that mum giving me dirty looks? Why are there women coming in here? And it was, I was just in the hallway. At the lockers. <laughs> <laughs>
1: thank you for that, Terry. Excellent call.
0: On the M1 southbound,
10: a lorry's broken down just before Junction 11 for Dunstable, and it's causing queues all the way back from the Toddington services. The lane's been closed for that. On the M25, it's busy anti-clockwise from Junction 21 for the M1 to 19 for Watford. And in Bricketwood on the North Orbital Road, it's slow around the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. In Borehamwood on the A1 southbound, it's looking very slow from the Holiday Inn towards Stirling Corner. And in Coleshill on the A404, a reminder of the roadworks at Wilden Lane, which could cause some possible delays, but it looks fine so far. This morning, no reports of any problems so far on the train departure boards either. Samantha breath BBC Three Counties Radio.
7: Sammy, thank you. We're going to do something we don't normally do. I'm going to carry that over. I know, I know. I'll tell you why. Normally when we leave the rabbit hole, we leave all of our toys behind us. But let's show the losers, the slackers that are going to join us in the next couple of minutes, what they miss in the first hour, shall we? Yeah. So you're hiding stories, please, after the news with Simon. Local and
0: vocal across beds, hearts and bucks.
1: This is BBC Three Counties
2: Radio. It's seven o'clock, the headlines, Harfordshire father to be sentenced for killing his daughter, investigation after teenage boy injured during arrest and Bedfordshire fire chief backing Strictly Star's safety call.
0: BBC Three Counties Radio.
2: A man from Hertfordshire will be sentenced tomorrow after being found guilty of murdering his four-year-old daughter. Carl Wheatley was given custody of Alexa Marie just three months before he beat her to death. More from Carol Abercrombie.
3: St Albans Crown Court heard that the 31-year-old hit his daughter so many times that the bruises had merged into one across her body. Just months before, Wheatley had been granted custody after assuring social workers in Bedford he could look after her. DCI Jerome Kent from Hertfordshire Police says the case
4: has shocked everyone. It's a tragic case
1: and
2: Alexa's family have
1: been torn apart by the loss of that little girl.
2: The police watchdog is investigating after a 14-year-old boy appeared to get a serious head injury as he was arrested by officers from Hertfordshire Police. The force was called to Waltham Cross on Wednesday last week following reports of fighting in the high street. The boy's mother says he received 12 stitches in his head after being shoved through a side window of the family's garage. I
8: like he's trying to shout at him to get off of him because I was pushing him so hard forward. He tried to push back, like he pushed his head back and they shoved him again and that's when his head went through the window. He's got 12 stitches, so...
2: The Chancellor George Osborne will set out plans in his first speech since the election to extend devolution to English cities. Greater Manchester is to be offered the chance to elect its own mayor, plus more powers over transport and policing spending. A father from Hertfordshire whose son took his own life is supporting new plans for schoolchildren to spot signs of mental health problems among their contemporaries. Robert Stringer's son Hector committed suicide after a history of self-harm. More from Tony Fisher.
6: Harfordshire County Council is one of the first authorities in the country to train youth health champions in secondary schools. Teenagers will help their fellow pupils on a range of issues, from mental health problems to binge drinking and physical health. Robert from Trink says that health champions would have made a big difference in the case of his son Hector.
2: One person was taken to hospital after a four-vehicle collision on the A10 in Hertfordshire yesterday evening. The emergency services were called to the A10 at Buntingford at around 6pm, with firefighters cutting the injured person free. Bedfordshire's chief fire officer is backing calls for tighter regulation on children's fancy dress costumes. Paul Fuller will feature in tonight's BBC Watchdog programme, in which the Strictly Come Dancing presenter, Claudia Winkleman, describes how her eight-year-old daughter suffered severe burns last Halloween. She was just on fire. I mean, she was on fire. She went
0: up, is the only way I know how to describe it. It was not like fire I had seen before. We couldn't
2: put her out. In sport, Stevenage and Wickham are bidding to reach the League 2 playoff final this evening. Stevenage travelled to Southend after a one-all draw in Sunday's home leg. Wickham hosts Plymouth at Adams Park, leading 3-2 from Saturday's first leg in Devon. The weather clouding over this morning to bring rain for much of the day, a maximum temperature 12 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash threecounties
21: i'm being swallowed by a boa
8: constrictor i'm being swallowed by a boa constrictor i'm being swallowed by a boa constrictor
21: and i don't like it very much oh no oh no he swallowed my toe he swallowed my toe oh gee oh gee he's up to my knee. He's reached my middle, he's reached my middle Oh heck, oh heck He's up to my neck, he's up to my neck Oh dread, oh dread, he's followed by <laughs> <laughs>
7: I've known that for ages I miss those guys I miss those guys Flipping heck man It's Thursday Not only is it Thursday, it's like it was, It's nearly June Blimey, summer's almost over Anyway, lots to talk about on the show. We're doing something we don't normally do. We're doing it for you guys that have just tuned in now. The first hour is an exclusive little club. We go down the rabbit hole. What happens in the first hour stays in the first hour usually, but today. We're going to let you lot, you slackers, you part-timers, you zero-hour hour contract listeners, we're going to let you come down the rabbit hole with us. We've been asking in the first hour, has anyone ever said to you or have you said to someone, quick, get in the wardrobe? It all comes from a brilliant story about a pensioner in a care home, sold booze to other pensioners. With the money he made from that, he hired a prostitute and she was found hiding under his bed. You're hiding stories, please. 08459 455555.
0: Across beds, hearts and bucks.
1: This
7: is oh, BBC no. yeah. Three Counties Radio. Yeah, mate, it's Texas. We always do Texas at this time of the show, so I'm assuming, Catherine... Yeah. ..that you're, you've got the text machine booted up. Yeah, I Rocking have. and a-rolling. I a just
3: rolling. Find my right glasses.
7: You've mm. got your glasses on, mate. You only bring one oh, pair of glasses well, in. Oh,
3: I couldn't find them. Here we go.
7: Oh, yeah. We uh, can do hiding stories. We can carry that over.
3: Oh, I've just got a YouTube thing.
7: Oh. Why would someone text you a YouTube thing? I mean...
3: I don't know. I, I need to research. I
7: never click on links, guys. Don't send me links. No. I never, ever click on links. Ain't going
3: to happen. Is that it? Yeah.
7: Thanks very much. Uh, 81333, start your text 3 ci a particularly unpleasant story. Um, there's going to be some horrible things in this story we'll try not to go into too much detail we'll just give you the gist I think a Hertfordshire man has been found guilty of murdering his little girl in Hatfield Uh, he'd only been granted custody three months previously four-year-old Alexa Marie Quinn died after being beaten by her father uh, 31-year-old Carl Wheatley the jury rejected the defence's claim that he was not guilty on the grounds of diminished responsibility due to multiple mental health disorders Wheatley's weekly's due to be sentenced tomorrow. Joined now by Tom Rahilly who uh, is the head of strategy at the NSPCC. Morning Tom. Good morning. Uh, a particularly unpleasant story we're not going to go too much into into kind of the specific details because it's thoroughly unpleasant. But this uh, little girl had been in uh, in social care and uh, uh, her dad had convinced uh, the the authorities that he was uh, responsible and was the right person to look after. What kind of measures are put in place to protect kids in that situation?
9: Um, This is, as you say, a particularly horrific case, marked by extreme levels of violence against this uh, defenceless child and and shows the clear need to improve the decision about uh, whether it's right for a child to return home from care. Um, Obviously, that's a judgment that uh, social workers uh, make, and um, if that child has been in care as a result of a court order, has to uh, have the approval of the court. But what our work shows is that there is a need to improve that assessment, improve that decision about when it's right and when it's safe for those children to return home from care. And too often, we see a lack of work. Uh, with parents whilst that child is in care to tackle the problems and the reasons why the child c- came in, and a lack of follow-up after the child uh, returns home, so actually how- some of the risks aren't spotted or identified.
7: Well, Tom, how do you make it more secure? Let let let's use me as an as an example, because uh, you know I, 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 my kid goes into care. Uh, And I've got violent tendencies, but every time the social worker comes around to meet me, I say, listen, it's fine. I've been on anger management. I'm absolutely fine. It's very easy to lie, isn't it? I mean, you're not going to fly into a rage every time the social worker comes around. How do you kind of get beyond that, um, you know, that, 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 that kind of facade that people can put on?
9: So the most common outcome, the most common reason for children coming into care is abuse or neglect. Um, and that is, you know, often driven by a range of factors, but still too often we're seeing the parents not receiving uh, help to address those problems. So for example, there was a piece of research done by the University of Bristol that showed that 45% of children who were returning home in their study um, were doing so where there was a drug or alcohol problem in the family. But only 5% of those parents had received support to tackle that drug or alcohol problem. So, you know, those the cases where actually we should be really questioning about why those children are returning home. If if parents haven't changed that behaviour, if parents haven't been given the help to change that behaviour, then um, are we making the right decisions about whether it's safe to return these children? Um, In some of those cases, we also see signs that could be acted upon, but too often uh, the support that's provided, the relationship between the social worker and the family stops very soon after that child returns home. So even where those signs are there, even where help could uh, be provided to make that uh, That placement back at home safe and secure the relationship isn't there with a family to be able to do that
7: right whose fault is that then what's the problem is it is it lack of uh, uh, finances for the social services is it lack of training is it naivety from the social workers What, what, what could be tightened
9: there are extreme pressures on social work caseloads, and, and I think some of this is driven by uh, the amount of work that they have to do, and, and therefore, uh, it, you know, the, those cases are closed. Um, but uh, some work that we've done shouldn't actually, not only is... Uh, is the kind of harm that happens to children, incredibly damaging for those children, it's incredibly expensive. Um, these failures cost an estimated £300 million a year, whereas actually providing some of that support, we estimated costs only £56 uh, million. so it's clearly that money can be saved there. Um, but we need to make clear... Uh, whose responsibility this is, too often the responsibility for the transition from care through to home can fall through the gaps. There have been recent changes um, strengthening the assessment and making sure that that decision is made by a nominated officer within within a council, but still the practice needs to improve.
7: Yeah, we hear uh, you know all too often the the, the tragic stories where um, uh, you know children have been seriously injured or killed by parents because perhaps of of failings in the, the you know by social workers or the social care system. But we we don't hear about the successes, do we? And, and there are a lot of of, of amazing successes. That, that you know this is. I, I hope I'm right in saying that, that situations like this are, you know are the uncommon end of things.
9: Absolutely. Um... Social workers have an incredibly difficult job and do an amazing job day in, uh, day out. And, and what we're calling here is for support to help them do that job even better. Um, there, there is a need to improve outcomes for children who return home from care, but there are many cases where with the right support um, a child living back uh, with their family is the right thing for them to do. It's in their best interest and they are in safe, secure and loving uh, placements with those parents. Um, that, our social workers are under extreme pressure to mm. get that right and we need to provide the support to help them to do that. And that brings in other services too. We need the support within adult mental health services, within the support for children, all working together to make that outcome the right one. Tom,
7: uh, keep on doing the good work that you do, and I uh, appreciate your time, uh, Tom Rahilly, head of strategy at the NSPCC. Thank you very much indeed. It will be there will be other radio presenters doing the whole. Well, it just shows that social workers are idiots. It's it, 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 blooming social workers? Social work. I don't quite understand how the the, the, the phrase social workers has become, um, you know, like the dirty word. I've dealt with social workers, and I've dealt with good ones, and I've dealt with bad ones. Um, you know, because of my mum and stuff. Uh, But they're not like evil people. I think maybe a couple of them are quite naive, but generally they do... Good work. You know, this, this, these are. One death is too many, obviously. But it's. You, this bloke was nuts, mm-hmm. all right? Let's, let's break it down. This bloke was absolutely nuts. You're never going to be able to legislate for that. You're never going to be able to, to see that.
3: And you know that the social worker or team behind this, it won't have been just one person making the decision, will be devastated by this. In fact, that's what Bedford uh, Borough Council social worker. You go on, what do uh, they say? The Director of Children's Services, Kevin Crompton, says it's been hugely distressing for everyone involved and they welcomed the guilty verdict yesterday. He says they're taking part in a serious case. Case review with Hertfordshire's Safeguarding Board to make sure they learn everything possible from Alexa Marie's tragic death. It says while this is ongoing, it would be inappropriate to speculate on the outcomes. Hertfordshire County Council, which was responsible for supervising Wheatley at his home in Hatfield, say they'll welcome any recommendations about improving services and work with vulnerable children and their families.
7: I just think I, I know we're going to get loads of texts. We won't get many phone calls on it because the the, 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 uh, the people that text us in will be cowardly, I think. But we'll get loads of uh, texts saying uh, flipping. So social workers they need their heads banged together they need what well, we don't need social workers I know there'll be another radio station doing a phone in right now um LBC Nick Ferrari uh, slagging off social workers and I just don't think it's fair to do that But it the is... other
3: side of this story was this was a father you know we would have got phone calls on this one too a father who battled to get his child back from foster care after the mother yeah. gave was he was taken the baby was taken from the mother at a very very early age and this apparently was a dad who was trying to straighten his act out and wanted his child back
7: Don't text in that you don't like social workers call in don't text in because it's lazy call in and explain to me why because maybe I'm missing something maybe I've missed something Um, I wait nine four double five five double five don't text in and because that's easy It's an easy as a, a hit and run come in and, and let's discuss it and I'd love to
3: hear from a social worker as well maybe you're not involved in it anymore or maybe you are and you want to remain anonymous that's fine but it would be good to hear your side of things too
7: Thank you, Catherine. 08459 455555 ever told someone, quick, get in the wardrobe, or quick, hide under the bed? And we've had one. Justin found it on the streets. I didn't think we'd get this. Quick, hide out the window. <laughs> it's not a 1970s confessions film. 08459 455555, BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the trad.
0: On
10: the M1 southbound, a lorry's broken down just after Junction 11 for Dunstable, so it's causing it to be really slow all the way from the Toddington services. And the A5 southbound is also looking really busy approaching the M1, Junction 9 for Redbourne from Lynch Hill. On the M25, it's busy anti-clockwise between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 15 for the M4. In Clophill, the A6 Bedford Road is slow between Back Street and the A507. And on the train departure boards, the 740 service from Luton to Sevenoaks is delayed. Samantha breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank
7: you, Sammy. 7.15. 7.15. It's Thursday the 14th of May. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A man from Hertfordshire will be sentenced tomorrow after being found guilty of murdering his four-year-old daughter. The police watchdog is investigating after a 14-year-old boy appeared to get a serious head injury as he was arrested by officers from Hertfordshire Police. And Bedfordshire's chief fire officer is backing TV presenter Claudia Winkleman's calls for tighter regulation on children's fancy dress costumes.
0: BBC Three Three Counties Radio. The boobs is not news. Every weekday from three, local stories.
7: People in Watford are being urged to celebrate their local heroes by creating a postcard in
19: their honour. In other local news, rugby fans are being warned to watch out for fake World Cup tickets.
0: Roberto
7: Peroni. Now, a metal detectorist has discovered a archaeological find in a field near Royston in Harvage. Taxi drivers in Luton are demanding to be allowed to drive in bus lanes at all times. There is to be a new station at the Leighton Buzzard gauge Railway.
0: Roberto Peroni. Weekdays from three on BBC three counties radio I have to say technology
7: is just so sexy isn't it isn't it pizza lovers all a Twitter Domino's customers will be able to place their orders in just five seconds obesity crisis what obesity crisis huh by tweeting a symbol of a pizza Users just need to save their usual order on the fast food firm's website, then link it to their Twitter account. This is just, this is what the internet was made for. Once they tweet the pizza logo, called an emoji, to Domino's, their food will be on its way. You tweet an emoji to Domino's, they send you your pizza. That's all. You haven't got. You haven't got. It's great. I hate phoning them up. I hate phoning them up. Do it online well then yeah exactly then you can do it online but it still takes time to do it online mm. this emoji boom done but what if you fancy something different well then you then you will have to make contact mate so, d- listen who ch- no one changes their order for domino when we order dominoes and I, generally when i order chinese and, and curry I, I normally order the same thing
3: no i i either want a meaty one or a fruity one a
7: fruity one yeah
3: you know hawaiian if i'm
7: off oh, no if i'm mate. feeling like
3: i want a you know no. a sort of more salad pizza I'll go Hawaiian.
7: Since when is pineapple? <laughs> what's the meat on a on a Hawaiian? Ham. Yeah, when is pineapple and ham been the na- national dish of Hawaii? It's delicious, Thank you, Kelly. It's delicious. I don't Do care. Do you like Hawaiian pizzas? Okay.
3: People snobbish about it, but I love it.
7: No, I don't like fruit in savoury. Yeah, nice. Oranges in salads. Jog mate. It looks pretty. It tastes awful. Confusing. It confuses my mouth. Mango and prawns. Exactly. Mm, mm, mm. Your mouth confusion reigns. I like it. It starts in the U.S. next week. And if successful, could be rolled out here. Here's an interesting use of the word epitome. I'm not sure what epitome.
3: Epitome. What? Epitome. Epitome. No, epitome. Epitome. No, epitome. Epitome. No.
7: Well, it's not spelled ep- epitome. There's what? no Y.
3: Oh, fair enough. Epitome.
7: Chief Executive Patrick Doyle says it's the epitome of convenience. We've got it to a five second exchange. What does epitome mean?
3: It means epitome.
7: We've got it to a five-second exchange. You know what I say? Five seconds is two seconds too long. I want it down <laughs> to three seconds.
3: If you want you, to open a hatch and have it you, straight in
7: your <laughs> <got it. laughs> You get it down to a three-second exchange. And here's the thing, and, and you know why I don't like dominoes? Why? I do like dominoes, but this is the, the, this is the con. They con you, and I can say this, without fear of being sued, because they're probably not listening. Uh, you know the online you follow your order? Yeah. That's automated. Of course that's not actually. That's not actually what's happening to your order. No, but
3: it makes you feel powerful. It's
7: what they guesstimate. It's a cross between a guess and an estimate, mate. It's what they guesstimate is what hap- is what's happening. Yeah. That that shot could have burnt down, and it'll still say you're at stage number three. It's
3: keeping you busy in the game. No,
7: case. mate. Come on. Aww.
3: But you should be careful messing with dominoes, because you know that Captain America and like yeah. Superman and stuff work for them. Yeah.
7: Oh, they yeah, help. they do. They stand in, in the middle of roundabouts holding yeah. signs on yeah. sweltering hot days, yeah. don't they? Yeah. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you wish to give us a call. Uh, you're more than welcome to. Oh, uh, you can text as well. 81333. Start your text 3CR. They can tell whether you're going to die early or not by, by, by how you do a handshake. Yeah, I know. I might get... Maybe we, can send, maybe we send Justin out doing handshakes. Justin, handshakes. Dr Daly to the rescue. Shake hands to find out if you'll have a heart attack. It's in all the papers, Just. I've got it in the mirror here, page six. Testing hand grip strength could be a simple, low-cost way to predict the risk of serious illness or premature death. Researchers found a weak grip is linked with shorter survival and greater risk of suffering a heart attack or stroke. You get those people, don't you, that grip too hard? You go for the handshake and they're just showing off. I mean, that's just showing That's showing off, isn't it? The international study, published in The Lancet, so it's genuine, found grip strength is a stronger predictor of death. <laughs> grip strength is a stronger predictor of death i thought so than um blood pressure you heard this catherine i'm gonna read this sentence again because it's nuts i thought so made up that's why not this story Uh, grip strength is a stronger predictor of death than blood pressure what's your handshake like firm you got a firm
3: one yeah firm but can i
7: give you a firm one Cos I've got a firm one.
3: Yeah, I don't like a limp one. But I, it, oh, let me give you a firm one. I don't want my bones to be crushed either.
7: No, no, no. It's not hard, it's just firm. Let me try it. Come on, come on. I'll, I'll give you a firm one. This webcam's not on, is it? Webcam. What is it? The 90s? Is it the flipping 90s with your webcams? Here, let me give you a firm one. I won't, I won't give it to you hard, I'm going to give it to you firm. Yeah. Have you just dropped one when you came in? No. Oh, someone's dropped one. Unless there's a ghost blowing off in here.
3: Did you drop one? No, I did not! Why would you blame that on me? Because as you
7: walked in, I got a waft of guff.
3: It's outside.
7: Got a waft of guff. You've got a very limp one, Catherine. You're going to die. Haven't. Do
3: it again. Do it,
7: right, do it what properly. Why are you doing that? Oh. What are
3: you trying to... Ow. What are you...
7: Ow. Yeah? You like that? No, I don't. That's that's my hard that's one. That's too hard.
3: Yeah? I like I... Do you know what I really don't like? Yeah.
7: Oh, what I don't like as well is to come here, the power shake, right? So I'm a dominant man, so I'm going to shake your hand. I'm, going to, I'm going to have your hand so it's palm up and I'm doing it like that. Right. Pump it, I'm pumping away with I your don't hand.
3: like the um, fingertip shake.
7: Yeah. Or if you've ever gone for the handshake, I've done this, go for the handshake, but you kind of miss it, ah! and it's all a bit, you just rub hands.
3: Oh, worst one? Wrong hand.
7: Oh, I had the wrong hand. You're hands. holding hands. Who's who did a wrong handshake on me the I other day? The psychologist yeah. doing it. Oh, morning, Just. Good morning, boss. It's got to be firm. It's got to, not hard. No, not firm. Floppy, Term. Yes. You, you, honestly, and you can't... And we, psychologists have known for years that you can tell a lot about a person mm. by the, the, the way they shake a shake the hand. Yeah. But now it's... <laughs> I love this. This is the best sentence ever. The international study found grip strength is a stronger predictor of death than blood pressure. Oh. <laughs> grip, spre- grip strength could be an easy and inexpensive test to assess an individual's risk of death, says a doctor. I mean, <sighs> Justin, I, I yeah. hope you've got some of that um, hand sanitisation <laughs> gel <with laughs> for the you, streets. I'm going to send you out to shake people's hands today and see yeah. whether they're going to die uh, early or live, a lo- live long and prosper.
13: Yeah, I mean, it's going to take a dark twist, uh, clearly, <laughs> uh, off, off the back of what you're saying. Nice handshake. By the way, you're going to die early. How does that make you feel? <laughs>
7: <laughs> I'm going to leave it to you yeah. to phrase it in a way that isn't. Once, years and years ago, right, and you, I, I, did a t- I used to do a TV program called The 11 O'Clock Show and I used mm. to go out and do what you do. And mm. I, I, I hated going out. I, I, I don't know how you do it every day. I hate it. Oh, but come on. You are great at that. I was come going, on. All right, I was good, but I didn't like it. But we went out, right, with a story that we had. We'd go out and do silly stories. And one of the stories was that the world was going to end in 6 billion years. Yeah. Right? That, that something was going to hit the world in 6 billion years. Scientists have predicted 6 billion years the world was going to end. And, of course, when we go out in the streets, Justin, we um, we um, we choose people that we think... <laughs> VF. You we were so clever then with that, weren't you? <laughs> we choose people that we think will give us an answer that we'd like to hear. People yeah. that look chatty. People that look chatty, that's yep. it. Uh, generally because they're chatting to themselves. <laughs> and we went up to one woman and we said, Good morning, madam. I uh, just wonder what, you, what your thoughts were on this story. The world is going to end. What? The world is going to end. What, what do you mean? The world is. Scientists have predicted the world is going to end. She burst into tears. Just <laughs> she, an old woman, she burst into tears, and I, and I, I did have a conscience then, and I was mm-hmm. going, no, 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 no. In six billion years, six billion years away <laughs> from the end. She's going. What about my kids? I said, no, six billion years. What about my grandkids? And she was in floods of tears, mate. I would love to see that. Have you got that somewhere? Um, did we? I think we... Do you know what? I think we did use it. I, <laughs> I think you probably would have done. Channel because four, late 90s, yeah. Yeah, please. yeah. So I'll take this one yes, to the streets. Please. I mean,
13: I, I've always been of the opinion, if you're a man, if you're a geezer, yeah. you need to have a real firm yeah. handshake. Yeah. That, that There's somebody who is in a position of power locally who has got quite possibly the worst handshake I have ever known in my life. And straight away, I judged that person based on their handshake. Gavin Shuker or Ollie Martins? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no names. Ollie Martin's. No names. Did you hear Ollie the other day? I did, and you know what? Maybe he has changed yeah. his handshake. Yeah.
7: Yeah. I, genuinely, I, I, we, every, it's the talk of the uh, the station. Ollie Martin's performance on this show earlier in the week. Mm. Justin, take it to the streets, mate. Always well, uh, pleasure. I mean, next time you come back, we'll talk about your um, latest video as well. Oh yes. <laughs> Cheers. Thank <laughs> you. Ta-ta. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. We were talking about a horrible, horrible story. Carl Wheatley, uh, 31-year-old uh, dad, uh, murdered, br- brutally murdered, uh, you know, beat to death. I won't go into any more detail than that. Uh, four-year-old Alexa Marie Quinn, um, his daughter. And uh, we just... Uh, I just know we're going to get texts from people having a pop at social workers and I know that other radio stations will be having a pop at social workers. I just think it's too easy. It's too easy to have a pop at social workers. Yeah, some of them mess up and some of them aren't very good at their jobs, but hey, that's the same in your business. That's the same in every business. Carmel's in Milton Keynes. Morning, Carmel. Hello there, how are you? I'm fine, thank you very much. You are a social worker, are you?
24: Actually, I'm a student social
7: worker. A student social worker. Where about, whereabouts are you in your training?
24: I'm halfway through.
7: OK, how long does it go on for?
24: Well, because I'm an Astra student, it's a two-year course. Mm. But normally it's a three-year course, and after that we have one year of assisted training and practice.
7: Is that long enough, do you think?
24: Well, a lot of social workers, including myself come into this profession mature, so they've had some life experience, yeah. and they have always had um, a minimum of six months, but typically a couple of years experience working with people before the end of the profession.
7: Why do you want to do it, Carmel?
24: To protect the vulnerable, to make a difference, because I'm passionate about social justice, about equality, about um, people being given a fair um, go with life, if you like, help up when they need us. But you
7: know, because you, uh, you've you seen uh, the newspapers and you've heard uh, other radio shows on other stations, you know that every time something like this happens, all of you are going to be lumped together and you're going to take a knocking.
24: It absolutely scares me, you know, and I, I have watched the um, Henry Singer programme about the untold story of baby P, and it is as if the whole society initially... Um, the social worker has, or the child who's been abused has taken the brunt, been the scapegoat of um, the wrath of the parents, if you like. And then once the, the child has, been, has died or has been seriously abused, it is almost as if the social worker who's been involved takes the wrath of society. It's funny, isn't it? Funny because he's totally innocent. Well, he's done absolutely nothing it's, wrong. It's yeah, funny.
7: The attention gets taken off of the parent, generally, or the, the you know the relative that's killed the kid, and gets the finger gets pointed at the social worker. And do you know what? I I've been guilty of it quite recently. I had a meeting uh, about four months ago about my mum's ongoing care, and it was postponed because we had to have a social worker there. And me and my sister went, "Oh, flip heck. As a knee-jerk reaction, when we had the meeting, he was a nice bloke. It was, it was just asking, you know, questions and was was making sure that a my mum got the best treatment and b that the council weren't getting fleeced. You know, he had to kind of balance both sides. And it's funny, isn't it? That that, that it is a knee-jerk reaction. It How are you going to deal with that kind of stuff, Carmel? Well,
24: I'm glad you just mentioned that because you just said you were guilty. Now, do you think you should be hung, drawn, and quartered because you were guilty? Oh, no, 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 please, not not at all. You, you have have a chance. We're not perfect. Nobody is perfect. No. And what we're looking for, social workers are looking for in the child protection area, is good enough parents. You know, nobody's parent is perfect. You as a parent aren't perfect. I'm not perfect. Here's
7: the question, Carmel. Last question. And I'll let you go. What, what What is kind of the mood like uh, amongst social workers after the last couple of years?
24: I myself am, am very enthusiastic at being, about being a social worker who would make a difference, but I'm terrified about going into the profession with this attitude. And also, the, there is a shortage of resources and there's this top-down risk management. Um, you're only given you know, a, a minimum amount of time to do a risk assessment on a person. You, there's tick boxing and there's very little uh, scope to use your professional training, which is based on relationship, building a relationship with the person involved and making a difference, enabling, empowering them. Um, and yes, a lot of people are who who are you know in the situation of not being able to protect their own child. They do have serious mental health problems, and the problem there gets you know is on the the NHS which has a very medical model which we call for addressing mental health issues yes, you give people medication. But the reality is that alongside that medication, people need years of intensive therapy. And Carmel,
7: I've, I've got to move on because we're out of time, but I really appreciate your call, and Carmel has invented a new martial art, boxing. Thank you, Carmel. 08459 double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs.
0: BBC Three Counties
10: Radio. On the M1, it's really slow southbound approaching Junction 11 for Dunstable Road from the Toddington Services because a lorry broke down there earlier. On the M25, there are queues anti-clockwise from Junction 21 for the M1 to 19 for Watford. And in Helmer-Hempstead, Brakespear Way has been partially blocked by an accident involving a lorry and a car. It's at Leverstock Way on the roundabout. In Cheshunt, the A10 is slow southbound from the New River Trading Estate towards the M25, Junction 25 for Enfield. And also looking at the train departure boards, there are no reports of any delays at the moment. Samantha rough BBC Three Counties Radio
14: Across
1: beds, hearts and bugs
0: This is BBC Three Counties Radio
2: It's 7.30. I'm Simon Oxley. Bedford Borough Council say an inquiry is underway following the death of four-year-old Alexa Marie Quinn. Her father, Carl Wheatley, was yesterday found guilty of her murder in Hatfield in March last year. He'll be sentenced tomorrow. Alexa Marie lived in Bedford before her father was granted custody just three months before killing her. The police watchdog is investigating after a 14-year-old boy appeared to get a serious head injury as he was arrested by officers from Hertfordshire Police. And Bedfordshire's chief fire officer is back calls for tighter regulation on children's fancy dress costumes. Paul Fuller will feature in tonight's BBC Watchdog programme in which Strictly Come Dancing presenter Claudia Winkleman describes how her eight-year-old daughter suffered severe burns last Halloween. Three County Sports.
0: BBC Three Counties Radio.
2: Stevenage and Wickham are bidding to reach the League 2 playoff final this evening with second leg ties. Stevenage travelled to Southend after a one-all draw in the home leg. Manager Graham Westley thinks his side have gained more confidence since Sunday's first meeting.
15: I kind of expected that one or two of the younger boys and less experienced boys might struggle a bit with the occasion. Um, we were okay, but uh, by no means at uh, the type of level that I think we can expect to be at in the, in the second leg, where I, I do think that players will gain some confidence. I expect to see us go on to a, a different level in, in what we do in that second leg
2: and Wickham hosts Plymouth at Adams Park leading 3-2 from Saturday's first leg in Devon, Wickham are waiting on the fitness of goalkeeper Matt Ingram who missed that game His manager Gareth Ainsworth
16: We'll get stronger, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to Thursday now, 1-0 to Wickham going into the next leg and uh, I'd have took that before the game we're winning dressing room in there, you know, and, and you win your games in the playoffs You you you, you achieve things. So I started concentrating on, the, on this, this contest because uh, that's all important now for what happens in our season.
2: And you can hear commentary on both matches in tonight's Three Counties Sport from seven. Holders Real Madrid are out of the Champions League after losing their semi-final to Juventus. It finished one all in Spain last night to send Juventus through 3-2 on aggregate. They'll meet Barcelona in the final. Yorkshire's Director of Cricket, Martin Moxon, says he's not resigned to losing Coach Jason Gillespie to England. Moxon's confirmed that as yet there's been no approach to the county champions. And Andy Murray will face David Goffin of Belgium this afternoon in the third round of the Italian Open. Yesterday he notched up his 10th straight victory on Clay with a straight sets win over Jeremy Shardy. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at 8.
0: My favourite member with two. What's yours? Call 08459
1: 455 555. BBC
7: Three Counties Radio. It's a good question, guys. My favourite number. My favourite number is seven. Um, We're carrying over from the rabbit hole. You don't know what that is? You should listen to the first hour between six and seven. It's where it's happening, baby, as Sammy Davis Jr. might have said. Uh, Has anyone ever said to you, uh, quick, get in the wardrobe? Or have you said to someone, quick, get under the bed? Me husband's coming. You're hiding stories, please. We've had, uh, we've not had many. Well, Actually, we've had a lot more than I expected, and what we've had have been absolutely gold. Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five. Handshakes, uh, firm, limp or hard. What have you got right now? Uh, and also, we should just say we were. Um, we've been talking about this story. Uh, this is kind of our second story. We have a lead story, which we do just after seven. Uh, and then we have a second story which is kind of a little bit down the agenda and we do it about quarter past and we've been talking about um the 14 year old boy who uh, the family uh, claim uh, police officers shoved his head through a window uh, and he suffered severe head injuries there is a video of him being arrested with blood on his face the video doesn't show the uh, the incident taking place uh, and tony fisher spoke to the boy and the mum yesterday
3: that's right we were to be- due
7: to speak to the mum this morning weren't we at t- yeah. 20 past seven um, and you may have noticed Justin and I frantically doing what we like to call filling, i.e. talking guff for ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, wh- why didn't we speak to the family, Catherine? Well, just
3: If we could just go back a second. Yep. The, the reason police were called to um, this area, it was Waltham Cross, wasn't it? Um, yep. Last Wednesday <clears> was because <throat> there was apparently a fight in the high street. So Big big
7: fight, like ten people having a bundle.
3: Police were called to, to uh, break it up, I imagine, and um, this video was taken in the aftermath as he... Um, was arrested. One of the b- one, uh, boy was arrested. This 14-year-old. Now we were due to speak to his mum this morning, and I phoned up, and the phone rang out for quite a long time. This is
7: Lorraine, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. I thought, never
3: mind. People sometimes sleep in. It's yep. fine. I'll keep the phone ringing. <laughs> a gentleman answered the uh, answered the phone. Sounded rather drowsy. I'd obviously woken him up and uh, told me that um, she wasn't there. I said, oh, it's BBC Three Counties Radio. She you to speak to us um, about what happened last Wednesday. Oh, 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 right, OK. Um, can you ring back in two minutes? I said, yeah, sure. Two minutes, I rang back. Phone left to ring out.
7: Is it worth trying her again? Because maybe there's been a... Gen- Do you want to try her now?
3: Yeah, because she'd be keen to talk about this injustice that Co- she's...
7: Of course she to- would. She'd, you know, if it was my boy, who um, and I thought he'd been battered by the police, then... Um, Man, you couldn't. I'd be. You couldn't keep me away from the radio station to go on about it. So there's obviously been some kind of genuine mistake. Um, what well, I mean, Catherine last phoned about 17 minutes ago, so I'm sure she'll be um, up and ready to talk to us uh, now. Lorraine, if you're listening, your phone should be ringing in a second. And um, we'll be good to talk to you and uh, find out exactly what's going on. Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five is the phone. Is it ringing, Kath? It's ringing out. Okay, we'll wait because obviously, if it was my boy, uh, give you, time. You wouldn't be able to keep me away from the radio station.
3: She might be upstairs. She'd be running down the stairs now.
7: Yep, yep. No. No answer. Is it? Is it going to an answer machine or anything? No, no that? answer
5: machine.
7: Okay, and um, and we leave it like that, dear listener. We leave it like that what what uh, we're, we're, everyone I'm sure we're all making up our own stories in our head as to what that we've got fact we've got an answer okay we've got an answer well let's um let's wait and see what happened
3: I was uh, hopeful then it was hello your call cannot be taken at the moment oh. and then it continued and you cannot leave a message
7: okay all right well then oh. um, uh, yeah, Lorraine if you're listening oh eight four five nine four double five five double five I mean um okay. Maybe a mix-up. There may be a mix-up, uh, but unfortunately, being what, yeah. what human beings are, we are now all making up our own stories. So... Um, okay. It, 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 You know, it doesn't help. Rightly or wrongly, it doesn't help your case, I'm afraid. But but uh, we'll see. Have we got any texts, Catherine? Yeah, we have. I've got loads in the papers, so, you know, whatever you fancy. No,
3: it's fine. We've got um, some texts here, and it tends to be... Um, they're, they're, t- they're looking at the social working uh, side of things that okay. we've been discussing this morning. Yes. Uh, Adam and Milton Keynes, what about Baby P? They said they'd sort it out and clearly haven't. Social services are poor and Here I've we go. Here we go.
7: Call us. Listen, guys, uh, if, you, if you want to slag off social workers, do it. But don't do a cowardly hit-and-run on the text. Is phone me up and discuss it because i don't get it
3: especially because adam says he's had personal experience
7: so. maybe so maybe i'm missing something i don't get it yeah too many kids have died but how many kids is it and how many kids have been saved exactly you know and we only ever hear about and also in this case oh, i'm getting quite angry now in this case right it's carl wheatley's fault mm-hmm. carl wheatley is the fella that killed his four-year-old daughter Maybe social workers could have done something different. Maybe they could have... But it's his ultimate responsibility. You can't... if you, want to, if you want to have a go at social workers, please do, of course you can. Phone up and do it. Don't do it on the text.
3: Jody's saying social workers can't win. There's a story in the paper today saying that they snatched two children from their parents when they shouldn't have, and yet they're being slated for not doing enough in the case of Alexa Marie. They can't do right for doing wrong.
7: No, they can't. They can't. They, they're either too heavy-handed or they're too soft. Give me my kids back, or why did you give those kids back to that guy who's obviously a psychopath? the other thing because is... we can all, we can all tell nut jobs just by uh, talking to them can't we because nut jobs can't hide the fact that they're nut jobs of course they get you sit and talk to someone for i don't know would you get 40 minutes an hour several hours to, with someone you can hide it
3: well here's a question as well if this child is from a troubled family and and, it, and there is evidence to suggest that they were aware that there was a, there were troubles beforehand does that mean the parents never Get a second chance yeah. at looking after those children. That they never get a second chance to turn things around. Because I won't want to make that decision.
7: Guys, don't you, uh, listen. <sighs> I mean. If you want to text in your, your, your slagging-off social workers, do. It's just a little bit cowardly. And it, no, it's not. It's easy. It's easy. That's what it is. Let, let's phone up and have a conversation about it. Do you know what? You it's nev- easy.
3: You never hear the success stories.
7: No, of course you don't. Of course you don't. Why, why would people phone up and and, and uh, why would newspapers cover? Hey, great, troubled family uh, is uh, reunited and everybody's happy after years of misery. You know, mum or
3: dad or mum and dad got help and sorted it out. Oh eight four five nine
7: four double five five double five. There are t- oh man, there are two great stories stories here on page 29 of the, um, uh, Oh, no, I I tell you what, we'll do The Sun in a minute. There are... No, we'll do The Mail in a minute. Oh, I'm all over the shop. Let's do these ones in the, um... Where's The Sun? Let's do these ones. Page three of The Sun. This is a great story, but it's a sad story, but it's a great story. Fools and hearses. Oh. You heard this one? Did you hear this story? Yeah, I saw this one. Isn't it sad?
3: There are certain days where you want everything to go right,
7: Mourners ended up at a stranger's funeral after following the wrong hearse for nine miles. Oh no, this is a different one. Oh no! This is a guy
3: who was stood waiting for his mum to arrive in the hearse, and they couldn't find her. They well, had to postpone the funeral.
7: She was dead, right? Yeah. Wow.
3: But they they couldn't find the coffin. No,
7: this one. Three carloads got lost at a roundabout on their way to the cemetery. They.
0: Fo- oh dear.
7: <laughs> they followed a hearse. But were led to another funeral in Narbeth, West Wales, before finding their way to the right graveyard. It's, I mean, oh dear. You're not,
3: you're not in your right mind no, those days anyway.
7: No, you're not. But, but they've got a cracking story now about, you know, when Uncle. you remember, remember Uncle John's funeral? We all went to the wrong, the wrong uh, crematorium. Who
3: is that guy we spoke to who went to the wrong funeral and then went
7: on to the wake afterwards? Oh, we <laughs> did <laughs> <laughs> didn't we? Hey, we got, we got time for one of these. What's the story? you'll get this one because okay. this may have been you have been to Kent yeah yeah okay Tunbridge Wells no okay rampant Robert oh rampant Robert What's story rampant Robert rampant Robert um, come on well yeah
3: you know the first thing that springs to mind Oh. Is that the chair?
7: I don't know. Then I think that was actually my knees. <laughs> Kelly Betts, Rampant Rabbit.
18: Is it um, a frog version of that?
7: Can't see how that would work. <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm doing an action with my hands whilst I'm doing that. That's why they're laughing. <laughs> <laughs> frog <laughs> jumping. <laughs> and
3: it's your face as well.
7: Well, it's just the shock of having that put there. <laughs> Catherine, Rampant Rabbit.
3: Oh, I don't know. I daren't.
7: A woman is to face court charged with stealing a sex toy. Oh. <laughs> oh, I get it. Actually, what? <laughs> you get it. Uh, Maureen's on the line. Good morning, Maureen. Good morning. What have you got for us?
23: Well, I liked the moment social workers, quite honestly, because they destroyed my grandchildren.
7: They destroyed your grandchildren. What, what, what de- destructive methods did they employ?
23: Well, they took them away. They said if you don't. Um, agreed to taking the children away we know the judge therefore we win anyway and they did take the grandchildren
7: why did they take them away
23: there's unproven uh abuse but it was wasn't there was no abuse
7: in your opinion
23: no there was no abuse in your opinion no the police did a check there was no abuse
7: so then why did they take the kids away
23: because the lady didn't like my daughter no no no
7: maureen 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 that's not true that is. Maureen, that's not true. They, they don't, social workers don't take kids away because they don't like somebody. And I'm really sorry, because this must be horrible, but that's not why they take kids away. And you know that, don't you?
23: No, because you weren't here. You weren't here when she disliked the way that I argued with her and said things. My grandchildren were put in care. Now, one of my grandchildren was put with a family who has a dog. My grandchild hates dogs. He asked to be moved. He wasn't moved. They refused to move him. Well,
7: there's there's not enough foster carers, are there? That's that's one of the problems. That's
23: that's damaged him because he's
7: scared of dogs. I'd rather be with a dog than with an abuser.
23: It's been proven that nothing happened and the police done it and... That's proof. There's lots of proof
7: that nothing happened. Well, they're, 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 well, Maureen, I don't want to argue semantics, but there's you can't have proof that nothing happened.
23: Yes, if you are not even there and you had other people to say where you were, well, I tell you what. One of I, my I'm, grandkids.
7: It's difficult to argue with you, Maureen, because you're obviously very upset. But honestly, love, they don't. Social workers don't take away kids because they don't like the mum. That's not the that that, that doesn't happen.
23: You were. There, that's what was said. That was said to my daughter. Okay. We will take them anyway
7: because we don't like you.
23: She just wanted the kids, I don't know why. She just didn't like Maureen. It's
7: true if it makes listen. I'm not going to argue with you, Maureen, because you're in a horrible position that I wouldn't wish anybody to be in. Um, and we isn't it interesting how we always want to think the best of our children despite perhaps other evidence and what other people say?
23: We've had proof. I know that and, and okay. one of my children, grandchildren now is in a mental hospital because of it so you're telling me what no. social, workers, social workers do, they're always correct and what anybody no, else No, didn't say,
7: didn't say that, they've not said that at all what's what's wrong with your, 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 your how old is your grandchild that's in a mental hospital?
23: she's about 18 now Okay.
7: and what's wrong with, with her?
23: well I, 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 she's got so many things that's going on She's she's
7: and you don't think... I'm just asking the question, Maury, so please try not to be offended. You're blaming that entirely on the social workers and you don't think that that might have something with the parents, to do with the parents?
23: No, I no. don't, because okay. I know the police investigated it yeah. and I know my daughter proved that she did not old was,
7: How old was your granddaughter when she got taken away?
23: She was small. She was about five or six. OK. And the other ones, well, you know, why should one not not be taken into care and the others taken I don't into know. care? I don't
7: know, But we always yeah. want to think the best of our kids, don't we, Maureen? We never want to think that our kids could do something wrong.
23: It was proven. Police did it. Okay. I said so. I'm sorry, but you are completely wrong. If that okay. person don't like you and they definitely want your child, they will stick at you until you give
7: in. Maureen, I'm, I'm with respect, I'm going to let you go. I'm going to say thank you for your call. Okay. Thank you very much indeed. I'm not going to argue too strongly with a grandmother that's had um, grandchildren taken away, but <sighs> social workers don't take kids away just because they don't like you, just because there's a personality clash. It doesn't work like that. 08459 oh, five nine four double, five, 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 five. Let's get the travel Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs.
0: BBC
10: Three Counties Radio. There are still delays on the M1 southbound approaching Junction 11 for Dunstable from the Toddington services after a breakdown earlier. On the M25 it's busy anti-clockwise from Junction 21 for the M1 to 19 for Watford. And in Hempstead on the A41 there are queues building up southbound from Two Waters Road at the Hemelhempstead turn off towards the M25 Junction 20 for Kings Langley. Also in Hempstead on Breakspear Way that's been partially blocked at Leverstock Greenway on the roundabout because of an accident. And in Boldock on the A507 southbound there are queues between Norton Mill Lane and Whitehall Street, Samantha Brough, BBC Three Counties Radio.
7: Thank you very much indeed. 7.48, uh, 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 Thursday, the um, 14th, that's it, of May. <laughs> I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Bedford Borough Council say an inquiry is underway following the death of, a four-year- of four-year-old Alexa Marie Quinn. Her father, Carl Wheatley, was yesterday found guilty of her murder. The police watchdog is investigating after a 14-year-old boy apparently re- uh, sustained a head injury as he was arrested by officers from Hertfordshire Police. And Bedfordshire's chief father... Fire officer is backing TV presenter Claudia Winkleman's calls for tighter regulation on children's fancy dress costumes. Let's get the weather. Here's Elizabeth.
0: Beds, hearts and bucks weather.
7: BBC Three Counties Radio.
0: Hello, very good
21: morning to you. We are going to see some rain a bit later on through the day. We've all, already got some showers around and things have clouded over so expect to see a bit of wet weather on and off perhaps through this morning but many places staying dry. There is even been a bit of brightness around as well. Things will start to to um, to get worse as we head um, to around lunchtime. We've got the, uh, the weather front coming in from the southwest so the clouds going to thicken and it will probably be wet as we head into the first part of the afternoon and it will stay wet for the rest of the day. Some heavy heavy bursts of rain at times, and um, probably a little bit lighter towards eastern areas of Hertfordshire, but even here we will see plenty of rain at times through the afternoon. Temperature's not doing very well, of course, only up to 10 or 11 degrees Celsius, so big difference with yesterday. The rain's thickening around into the evening rush hour, so some poor driving conditions later on through the day, and then gradually pushing away as we head into the evening. So a dry night to follow, or dry for the second half of the night at least. Lows of around 5 or 6 degrees, but cooler than that in the rural spots. It will feel quite chilly tonight, I suspect. Tomorrow, a nice day, dry with lots of sunshine around and temperatures up to 17 degrees. Nice, that's the forecast.
0: Every weekday morning.
4: Coming up at nine on the big phone in this morning. Is it a good idea to make jobless teenagers work for their benefits? How would you like this country to stand up to President Putin? Are you surprised to see British people being blatantly racist? The
24: JDS Show. I think we've got to get over this issue about racism doesn't exist. It, it has existed. It will probably carry on existing.
16: What I wanted to say is they've got this completely the wrong way around. You know, that, that,
22: that is also true. That is also true. You
18: will always get some, but they are such... A
22: minority. the a Get him up, get him out of bed, give him a sense of purpose. The
18: JVS
4: Show. Do you think we have got to, as a country, start taking this issue more seriously? Every weekday
0: morning on BBC Three Counties Radio.
12: There's a voice that keeps on calling me Down the road is where I'll always be Every stop I make I make a new friend Can't stay for long Just turn around And I'm gone again Maybe tomorrow i want to settle down Until tomorrow I'll just keep moving on Down this road That never seems to end When you adventure lies just around the bend So if you Grab your hat, come travel like that's hobo style Maybe tomorrow, I wanna settle down Until tomorrow, the whole world is my own Just keep moving on There's a world that's waiting to unfold A brand new tale No one has ever told We've journeyed far But I know it won't be long We're almost there We've paid our fare with a hobo song Maybe tomorrow I will want to settle down Until tomorrow I'll just keep moving on So
7: Morning, guys. 08459 455 555. Uh, hiding stories, please. Has anyone ever said to you, quick, get in the wardrobe! Quick, hide under the beds. We've had some cracking stories on that, and we've sent Justin out, apparently, if, you, um, if you've if you got a weak handshake, well, then you're going to die early. <laughs> I don't want to worry you. Weak handshake, you're going to die. But that's weird, right? Because you've you got
3: a weak handshake, because you're so very
7: ill. Well, yeah, because you're going to die, mate. Oh. that means that the end is even nearer because
3: so, so you're not very confident
10: um it's what if it's because the other person's hand is so strong yeah. and they crush yours and then you die
7: you just, well <laughs> the boss's dad's got a really strong handshake well he's gonna be around pressure? forever then yeah he's he Methuselah <laughs> but uh, but the thing about the handshake it's a weird uh, test of, of um, longevity because um, uh, th- because you can change it it's variable yeah. isn't yeah. it? I oh, don't know. Have got any Texas. Yeah, loads. Go on, let's have some taxes.
3: Um, and I want to just uh, talk directly to somebody now who keeps sending us messages through. Um, oh. And uh, I would just wish she would ring up because okay. um, she's saying that she'd like to call in about social workers but she's frightened that she'll be ridiculed. That's not going no, no, to
7: no, 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 happen. No, 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 no.
3: So 08459 yeah. uh, This one through from someone who wants to remain uh, anonymous and that's fine. Um, it says, please, please do not reveal my name because they're still proceeding is going on. Um, social worker ignored my daughter and her partner when they had their baby and appeared at the hospital asking them to sign legal papers for pre proceedings all other professionals stayed away as asked also she never returned calls while waiting for a supervision order to be removed meaning my daughter and her partner had to remain here with me for a week or face legal action if they'd gone home turns out the order had been overturned at the beginning of the week so they could have gone home they're still involved and just the other week I had a phone, a phone call expecting me to drop everything and go to my daughter her partner also had to leave work to go home so uh, it sounds like uh, admin wise, it's not been up to scratch when it comes to this person. Yep. Um, this is another one. This is from Jot in Bedford. I agree with you. I wanted to do a social work degree, but at the last minute, changed my mind and chose psychology and criminal Ooh, behaviour. Yeah. Why? Because I believe that my okay. hands may be tied in difficult cases and I couldn't live with myself if I couldn't help. 40 minutes in a room with someone isn't enough to gauge an opinion. Look at Ted Bundy.
7: <laughs> Can't be, I'd rather come on. Come on. Guys, come on, you can't bring Ted Bundy into the equation. And this is from Graham. Well, see the fat one in Cheers? <laughs>
3: this is the one from Graham. Re- uh, with regards to Bedford social workers, my heart goes out to them today. Those I met in the foster care section were brilliant. I went on a training course with them, and the sad stories I heard of what they have to deal with almost broke me. I honestly don't know how they cope each day. We only ever hear the bad stories when things go wrong. They actually need our support.
7: Stop flying your flag or we'll turf you off the allotment. Council warns patriotic grand. F- um, um, as far as patri- patriotic or patriotic, where would you go with that?
3: Probably say. I'd probably say patriotic.
7: Okay. As far as patriotic Beryl <laughs> McNichol was. That's confirmed exactly. They always go the opposite of how you pronounce it.
3: Yeah. As how far- would you say epitome again? Epitome.
7: There's a why in epitome, mate. That's, that's ovs. You say it, epitome. That's what? That's ovs. OK. As far as patriotic Beryl McNichol was concerned, her flagpole was a simple means of adding a bit of colour and personality to her allotment plot. <laughs> the grandmother has proudly flown the union flag for the past 20 months, occasionally alongside others, such as the flag of St George, at times of national celebration, commemoration or importance. At times of Ooh, importance... I bet she's looking forward to Eurovision. What does that... Oh! Is it this weekend, Eurovision? I'm not sure. Well, when is Lockers going to that um, s- n- hmm? nice man who writes the songs? Yeah, the composer. It's this weekend. we better get it sorted. Well, where's, where's um, Paul Scoyne's um, uh, Eurovision? Right. I've ordered them. OK. Get Scoyne's on, though. We need a Eurovision update from Scoyne's. And what we need to know from Scoyne's, first off, is when is Eurovision? Get him on the line. He's a bit tight to squeeze him in now. But he, that can be his first update. Paul Scoyne's, who loves Eurovision... The grandmother has proudly. Oh yeah, she's now been ordered to take that down the flagpole. And and here's the thing, right? This ain't about the union flag. And I've not even read this story. I already know. Stop flying your flag, or it's, a- it's not about the flag. She's flying a flag. It's in the Daily Mail. So we're supposed to go. Oh, this is outrageous! Can't fly a British flag. What's I wrong bet with if that? it was. A- I bet if it was the Muslim flag, we could fly it. Well. I bet. I bet if it was is, we could. Fl- I bet if it was an Al Qaeda flag,
3: we could fly it. No, I think they're still frowned upon.
7: Um, She's been ordered to take down the flagpole or face eviction after council chiefs branded the structure a health and safety hazard. Yeah, it's a flipping giant flagpole. Mm -hmm. Mrs McNichol, 71, accused the council of bully boy tactics and refuses to comply. She's one of them. Look at the time. We've had 90 mile per hour gales and there's been no problem with the flagpole. So the beef isn't with, she's flying the flag. The beef is, she's got a massive structure that she's not meant to have up there.
0: On the M40,
10: it's busy around the Denham roundabout heading towards the M25 towards, uh, and it's also busy at the Swakley's roundabout. On the M1, it's busy southbound from junction 11 for Dunstable to 9 for Redbourne and in Hempstead on Brakesfield Way that was closed earlier on at Leverstock Greenway on the roundabout because of an accident but that has just now cleared so it's beginning to move again. In Watford on Exchange Road, it's slow at Beach and Grove and in Beaconsfield on Amersham Road that has queues building up between Longbottom Lane and the A40 London Road. No reports of any problems at the moment on the trains though Samantha Brough, BBC Three Counties Radio Thank
7: you Sammy, oh this is great this is a great quote from her You expect to be punished for something like this if you're living in a communist country The council said we don't want it to fall on a pedestrian or a car (laughs) Local
0: and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks
1: This is BBC Three Counties Radio
2: It's eight o'clock. I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines inquiry underway after Hertfordshire father found guilty of murdering young daughter, Chancellor to highlight new powers for English cities and Bedfordshire Fire Chief backing Strictly Star's safety call.
0: BBC Three Counties
2: Radio. Bedford Borough Council say an inquiry is underway following the death of four-year-old Alexa Marie Quinn. Her father, Carl Wheatley, was yesterday found guilty of her murder in Hatfield in March last year. He will be sentenced tomorrow. Alexa Marie lived in Bedford before... Before her father was granted custody, just three months before killing her. More from Leagnew.
11: In a statement, Kevin Crompton, the Director of Children's Services at Bedford Borough, says their thoughts are with the young girls' family. He says they're participating in a serious case review with colleagues from the Hertfordshire Children's Safeguarding Board to examine every detail of the case and make sure they learn everything possible from Alexa Marie's tragic death. Mr Crompton says it would be inappropriate at this stage to speculate on the review's outcomes, but any findings will be used to help shape future policy.
2: The Chancellor George Osborne is to use his first speech since the election to offer new powers to English cities. He'll confirm proposals to allow Greater Manchester to elect a mayor with control over areas such as transport, housing and health spending. Other cities will be able to get similar deals. UKIP's election campaign director has launched a highly personal attack on Nigel Farage. Patrick O'Flynn, a UKIP MEP for the East region, which includes Bedfordshire and Hertfordshire, told The Times Mr Farage was turning the party into a personality cult. The police watchdog is investigating after a 14-year-old boy appeared to get a serious head injury as he was arrested by officers from Hertfordshire. The force was called to Waltham Cross on Wednesday last week following reports of fighting in the high street. The boy who has 12 stitches in his forehead says he was shoved through a side window of the family garage as he was arrested.
5: So I was walking home from the shop and me and my friend walked into my house and He told me to come back and I just carried on walking because I didn't want to answer no questions. Then he come up behind me and grabbed me and like forced me towards the window and my head just went through.
2: The Shadow Home Secretary Yvette Cooper has confirmed she wants to be Labour's next leader. Andy Burnham, Chucka Amuna and Liz Kendall, who is from Abbots Langley in Hertfordshire, have already said they intend to run for the leadership. Bedfordshire's chief fire officer is backing calls for tighter regulation on children's fancy dress costumes. Paul Fuller will feature in tonight's BBC Watchdog programme, in which Strictly Come Dancing presenter Claudia Winkleman describes how her eight-year-old daughter suffered severe burns last Halloween. She went...
0: Is the only way I know how to describe it. It was not like fire I had seen before. So manically, me and this other lovely dad called Jamie were just patting and patting and patting her, but it kept, I mean, it was like in front of our eyes. It was like those horrific birthday candles that you blow out and then they come back. We couldn't put her out.
2: In sport, Stevenage and Wickham are bidding to reach the League 2 playoff final this evening. Stevenage travel to Southend after a one-all draw in Sunday's home leg and Wickham hosts Plymouth at Adams Park, leading 3-2 from Saturday's first leg in Devon. The weather clouding over this morning to bring rain for much of the day. A maximum temperature 12 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash counties Thank you, Simon. It's a busy show this morning.
7: People not answering the phones. (laughs) Stories about how social workers took grandkids away because, well, because, well, because they didn't like the mum, the social workers, that is. I mean, uh, it's difficult to argue with a grandmother who's obviously still very upset, but we always, we always want to think the best of our children. My kids could never do that. My kids could never. No, it's not true. Not true. La la la. I can't hear you. We do. It's not. It's a natural reaction, isn't it? And uh, when a, an old pensioner in a care home was found with a prostitute hiding under his bed. Have you ever said to someone, Quick, get in the wardrobe. Quickly, hide under the bed. You're hiding stories, please. Loads of texts this morning, 81333, start your text 3CR. Or you can give us a call, of course, 459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, a father from Hertfordshire whose uh, son took his own life is supporting uh, new plans for schoolchildren to spot signs of mental health problems among their contemporaries. Robert Stringer from Tring says that so-called health champions would have made a big difference in the case of his son, Hector. Well, Hertfordshire County Council is one of the first authorities in the country to train secondary school pupils to look out for their fellow students. Uh, Robert joins me in the studio. Good morning, Robert. Hi, good morning. Thanks very much for coming in. Um... Tell us about Hector, what was he like? Uh, Hector was uh,
25: uh, a great chap, he was very friendly, Uh, he was a musician, they had a band. He loved life. He was, loved was the
7: band any good? Yeah, they were. Really, <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah, they all were. Right. They
25: were doing pretty well. They gigged um, locally and in London, and they were doing pretty well actually. Mm. Um, they were at West Harts College, and it was just coming to the end of that when uh, all of his mates were going off to university. Um, Hector loved a good time. He liked to sit around with his his mates playing with a band, and he liked a little drink, or perhaps a little bit too much. But it, he he loved life. Mm. Um, and he was he, a teenager. He he was a teenager, and he was one of those people that people talk to they told him their problems and he was empathetic uh, but but a uh, life and soul of the party mm. and that's not just saying it because he's no longer with us because people often say that but he was that sort of chap um, and so yeah he was a great chap great great guy to be around and very easy company what happened um, on 20th of April 2011 um, my wife and uh, Lotte, uh, um, who was at the house, I wasn't there at the time, um, realized that Hector wasn't in his room. And um, unfortunately, my wife found him um, in his in his shed and he'd taken his own life by hanging. So as far as we were concerned, it was an enormous shock. Mm. We knew Hector had some issues, um, normal adolescent issues. He overthought things. He, he perhaps thought too much over complicated things. Mm. Um, And it was a great change coming up. All the the guys going off to different universities, lots of pressures, exam pressures, performance pressures. I don't think he'd done a huge amount of work and I think he was worried about what was gonna happen going forward. And um, the only indication we had at one time was that Hector did self-harm. Mm. So um, my wife took him um, to the doctors. He had a little bit of counselling, but because Hector was like he was, he'd sort of say, yeah, I'm, I'm fine now, mum. Don't worry, everything's fine. Yeah, I'm all sorted. Um, so now, looking back on it, because we've looked into suicide, the causes, the reasons behind it. Um, we know that self-harm is, is an issue mm-hmm. that needs to be taken very seriously. It is a precursor perhaps to someone who could take their own life. It doesn't mean everyone does. Yeah, but not
7: necessarily for anybody who's who's, who's listening and, and kids are doing that. But yes, it's an indicator that they're not very well. But I it? would say
25: take it very yeah. seriously. Take go, go and seek help from your GP and get some counselling because it is. we didn't take it seriously enough. Not that we dismissed it, but we thought it was a phase. It was a, a reason for or um, attention seeking, or they release of endorphins, mm. or sometimes, but they say that they, they need to feel. So the important thing is they're not feeling They're or they're feeling too much.
7: God, don't you want to say exams, you know, exams, they're not that important as well. You know, people, young people get so stressed yep. about exams, because a lot of weight is put on that this is the rest of your life and um, it's in it's- the great scheme of things.
25: And often um, adolescents are not at the right time in their life to deal with all these yeah. pressures and, and, and lots of change coming up. I had a tweet from a, a young lady this, this week who's suffering from exam pressures and she unfortunately is self-harming mm-hmm. so you need to then say look please 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 take yourself off the pressure go and talk to someone because everything is solvable apart from death so we can solve anybody's problems apart from death, we can't Mm. solve them once they're dead. But if you're suffering from exam pressures, anxiety, nervousness, those things can be sorted out if you seek help and if you get counselling, that's the most important thing is is apart from seeing your GP, getting onto cams and maybe taking some drugs, yeah. you
7: need to talk through your issues. It's interesting you said that his friends could talk to him about their problems. Yeah. Do, you, do you get the feeling that he was unable to talk? To, it, it didn't go the other way. He, he didn't feel comfortable talking to his friends about how he was feeling.
25: He, f- subsequently, you know, we, we, we see his friends all the time. They've been a great help to us through, through the grieving process. Um, and we had someone up the other day who was talking to us saying that there were times when Hector A few months before he took his own life, was actually probably in a worse position. was Was talking fairly, you know, sort of in 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 fairly dark terms, Mm. um, but nothing too much that they would be that worried. He did talk to his friends, but of course his friends didn't really quite understand. Perhaps some of the time how serious things could be, Mm. and I think that's where everybody, including youngsters, this is why the youth. Um, health champions is so important that that they can recognise when someone actually probably needs referring to their uh, uh, teachers, lecturers. Yeah. Go back to the parents and say, "Listen, heck, he's really in a bad place. He needs taking out and." Health champions. To you. What, what is that? What does that mean? Um, well, basically, it's a Hertfordshire County Council initiative. It's been um, being organised over the last few months to have, the, particularly looking at the secondary school at the moment, um, the, the people that are there to train them to look for signs um, in their peers where, there are phys- where they're physically not doing very well mm. and the main thing is to look at mental health, look at whether they're binge drinking, whether there's any drugs issues, whether they're eating well and to understand what is, a, what is good, what is good eating, good physical exercise and where someone isn't actually achieving that to then talk them through that and maybe then refer them or to be able to say, look, you need help, you need to go and get some more help, you need to eat better, you need to drink less. Mm. So they will recognise these signs and be able to talk to their peers. Because I think that Hector would have talked to his his mates, his mates talked to him, Mm. Um, he probably hid too much, but that's fine, that's one of those issues. And I think they will talk to their peers more than go to a teacher and say, listen, I'm feeling really rock bottom. But they would say to their mate, look, this is how I feel and if those people are just trained to some degree to spot what's important they can take it further
7: i have vague memories of being a teenager and you know we're old farts now we what <laughs> when you're a, when you're 14 15 16 you're the first person that's ever been through that you're the first person that's ever experienced that and they now being a dad, you know, I you know, I, can, I have a lot more empathy and sympathy for what my mum and dad, you know, went through with me. But you you know, when you, you do want to talk to your peers, don't you? Yeah. It's, and it's so might, personal. Yeah. And then you know, Hector would talk to me about certain
25: things, but being you know a miserable grumpy old dad, yeah, then he's not going to tell me his 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 real yeah. thoughts. And we were fairly open families, so we did talk a lot. But obviously, we missed those issues. But hopefully, his friends would have realised
7: if they were we had some tools. What was more important? We've got Lexi on the line. Morning, Lexi. Morning. Now you, uh, you're at the Priory School in Hitchin. You've done this Health Champion course, have you? Yeah. Can yeah. I, I wouldn't normally, Lexi. Can I ask how old are you? Um, seventeen. Seventeen. Okay. I just want to kind of get an idea of what sort of age group that you be be, be talking to. Did you volunteer to go on the course, or was it was it compulsory? What, what what happened?
18: We we volunteered. There was a group of nine of us who all volunteered to do the course just yeah. because we were interested in health.
7: Yeah. And what did yeah. the course... Can you hear, Lexi? Now, can you hear any of Okay, yeah. we have a problem with the headphones. And what what happened on the course, Lexi? What 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 did they they teach you?
18: Well, it was it was given to us by Youth Connections, and they just gave us four units on general health um, and stuff like that. Until we got to a course where we just chose a specific area to talk about, and we chose alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, really, we just kind of, we were just kind of taught more about health so we, th- we know more about what to look for than other people do in the school.
7: And, uh, I mean, I suppose one of the things is teenagers, they, they experiment with alcohol and drugs, don't they? You know, they, 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 yeah. they kind of test limits and... Uh, not all of them, but some, but some of them do. What, what would you do, Lexi? What, what kind of have you been taught to do if you think that maybe somebody is struggling a bit?
14: We've
18: been taught to kind of just kind of get ourselves known to them so that they know who they can talk to if they need to and refer to them where they need to go to help. So like there's places, for example, like mind.org.uk mm. that can help people with problems and even pe- friends who think they have, um, who think their friends have a problem, they can go on there and they can find what to do. But it is important that we tell them that we, if we really do think there is a problem, we have to tell a teacher because we're not qualified no. to deal with it ourselves. But it's always always important to make sure that that we tell them that telling us in the first place is such a big step, that they are strong enough to to tell a
7: teacher. Are young people, uh, kind of your age, and are you kind of uh, aware of things like depression and how serious it can be? Because I'm guessing we're of a a similar age, Robert, and it wasn't really talked about when I was 15, 16, that, that, that young people can actually have quite intense depression and it's it's a real thing you know certainly
25: not when i was at school or when you were at school and and also um mental health issues depression even now Mm. there is still a stigma isn't there just we're just trying to get people to talk and you know it's it's an adult age Mm. you know it's our i think i
7: think the trend is just starting to swing the other way i think we're just starting to get it right but there's still a long way to go
25: massive way to go but certainly with youngsters and um, people at secondary school and now e- the youth champions are looking to then go into primary schools year right. five and six yeah. and we mustn't forget universities, there's a huge amount of pressure at yeah. university as well so.
7: Lexi, uh, listen, I really appreciate your time and uh, maybe we'll speak to you at, at some point in the future and just find out how things are going and if, if you've you know been able to use the new things that you've learnt Yep, yeah Lexi, thanks very much indeed. I see you've got some flyers there as well, Robert. We're about to run out of time. What's that you've got there?
25: Well, Hector's House is a resource that we set up uh, after Hector's uh, suicide. And it really is... There's so much in the UK, Mm. not as good as America yet, but so much in the UK... Of, for help so this is a resource to direct people towards calm papyrus of course the Samaritans Hector would not have gone to the Samaritans no. because he would have thought it was uncool mm. um, but we calm for example has help lines and it is all it's young male musical type musicians go that, uh, uh, with Professor Green um, promoting it okay, so yeah yeah it's really just a there's a resource that hopefully it's you know with Hector's House alliteration people remember the name mm. and if they're suffering if then they might think I'll go and have a look and see if I can find some help because the help is there mm. But we didn't know that help was there at the time. We didn't know there were resources. One for of the counseling. good things about having the internet now is that the
7: the, the the help is so much easier to find and it's just make, being aware that it's there. That it is there and that you can get it. Yeah. Hectorshouse.org.uk, Hectorshouse.org.uk if you want to go and have a look at that. Uh, uh, Robert, I'm really sorry for your loss. And, you Thank know, you From one, one dad to another, but I really appreciate you coming in this morning and uh, talking about Hector. Thank you. Thank you very much indeed. Let's get the travel.
0: M40
10: heading out of London from the Danham roundabout towards the M25. It's looking very busy on the speed sensors. On the M25 there are queues between Junction 19 for Watford and 16 for the M40 as well. And southbound on the M1 there are still delays between Junction 11 for Dunstable Road to Junction 9 for the A5 at Redbourne. In Hampstead Brakespear Way has now cleared up the accident at Leverstock Way on the roundabout. So that's moving again but it's busy on the A1 southbound now from the St Neots junction, southbound towards the Black Cat roundabout. In Beaconsville Field on Amersham Road. That's very slow from Longbottom Lane to the A40 London Road. No reports of any delays at the moment, though, on the trains. Samantha Brough, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you,
7: Sammy. What a nice man. What a nice man Robert was. He's made me a little bit teary. I think, you know... Dad talking to a dad about something as horrible as that, blimey. You can think, oh, my, boys. my the funny poor thing is boys. it
3: could happen to any of
7: us. Yep, it could. that's the thing, it could happen to anybody. Uh, Hector's House.org.uk looks like um, an excellent resource. Right, it's 8.17, it's Thursday the uh, 14th of May. I'm Ian Lee, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Bedford Borough Council say an inquiry is underway following the death of a four year old uh, Alexa Marie Quinn. Her father, Carl Wheatley, was yesterday found guilty of her murder. The charge Councillor George Osborne is to use his first speech since the election to offer new powers to English cities. And Bedfordshire's Chief Fire Officer is backing TV presenter Claudia Winkleman's calls for tighter regulation on children's fancy dress costumes. BBC
0: Three Counties Radio.
7: Good morning. It's nice when we have uh, fragrant guests in.
4: Well, your your fragrant guest clearly shops in Hollister. A very classy gentleman. It was very classy. You know when you walk through a shopping centre and you know when there's a Hollister there, because that smell
7: comes out. Well, your studio smells of that now. You're saying it normally stinks? Oh, I, I normally smell of your dog. What? This is what you said, that I oh, smell like your dog. Yes, you, yeah, not for a while. I haven't smelled you smelling like my dog for a while. Uh, I'm so, I, I can't remember which aftershave it was that um, made me uh, stink like the pooch. <laughs> yes, well, the, the pooch alternative is kennel number five,
4: okay. so... If uh, if you yes. ever want to get a cheaper... It's only about two quid. Okay. Just y- buy that spritz. Are expecting
7: net. a phone call? You're clutching No, no, no I'm not, I was just going to make sure my phone was on silent. It is. Well done. I would have preferred it to be uh, turned off or set to aeroplane mode. But <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. If, you, if a text comes through, you can airplane still airplane read it. Aeroplane mode? Uh, yeah. Why should it have to be on aeroplane mode? Well, first of all, your equipment could uh, affect my pacemaker. Oh, and secondly, it's just manners. Right. It's just manners. Because right. I can imagine you, the phone goes, you go... I'm really sorry, I've got to take this. And you just rush out and I'm left there. Oh, I'd never do that. Well, it depends who it was. What's
4: on your show this morning? Coming up on the big phone in this morning. Why do you think so many foreigners are getting jobs in this country? The head of the Bank of England, Mark Carney, has said that the high number. A foreigner. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Yes, has said that the high number of foreign workers in Britain is pushing down wages. The number of non-UK nationals from the EU working in Britain has increased in the last year by two hundred and eighty-three thousand to reach one point nine million. The Daily Telegraph argues David Cameron has failed in his promise to stop UK jobs being advertised abroad, whilst The Sun claims more than half of the jobs created in Britain in the past year went to foreigners yeah well from nine this morning I want your reaction to this I want to know why so many foreigners are getting jobs in this country what is it that is making so many and it is a huge number of people who are not yeah. British who are getting these jobs what is it about those foreign workers is it that they make better workers is it that lots of British people are lazy is it that foreigners will work for less money I want your views on this from nine this morning on oh eight four five nine four double five five double five
0: Saturdays on Be- BBC Three Counties Radio.
4: It's
7: going to be fresh, bright, lively and relaxed. Hopefully summery. Mike Naylor. It's the 13th annual Stotfold Steam Fair. We've got about 20 steam engines and have a walk around.
0: The steam guys are so enthusiastic. Saturdays from
7: two. We have three octaves. Oh, they've taken the whistle out, good.
0: Absolutely packed here. Mike Naylor.
7: Unique, original and different.
0: Saturdays from two on BBC Three Counties
7: Radio. The original trail had this horrible whistle that set my uh, tinnitus... Um, it, it still my ears are literally burning Not from just that.
3: yours the caller who was waiting to speak to us also had a little bit of a moment oh, didn't she?
7: <laughs> we had Mike who makes the trails come all apologetic um, Mark Carney's a foreigner Mark Carney can't bang on about too many foreigners coming over here to work he's a foreigner uh, have we got any texts before we go on to the next uh, n- new feature
3: we have. Uh, this is from Sarah in Letchworth. I work with young people in men- with mental health issues. I often find that GPs do not take self-harm seriously, and that's a major problem. Young people need to access the specialist services, but often can't without a GP referral. Time after time, I see cases that are not taken seriously until something major happens. I remember, this mentoring programme sounds fantastic.
7: I remember going to the doctors when I was um, 16 with depression. And it was Dr uh, um, uh, Mason, he's an, old, he's an old boy, he's probably dead now, but he was like old school. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he used to smoke when I was a, was a nipper.
0: Let me guess, he thought,
3: oh, well, you're 16, it's just teenage he,
7: stuff. He said, he said keep a diary. And it was when Prozac was kind of big, and I was kind of going against sprayed and he was right not to give me Prozac, but he just said, yeah, okay, keep a diary. Ah, huh? Now, keeping a diary is actually quite a useful tool if you suffer from depression in conjunction with loads of other things. But I came out there just thinking, F you, old man, you know, and, it, and I didn't pursue it for, for several years after. So
3: how is it useful? You, you can look back and see that it comes and goes and it's yeah. reassuring.
7: It's part of that and also partly it, it, it can sometimes take the power out of, uh, you know, If you you can get depressed because the grass is too long, do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. But if you write down, oh, the, the, the grass is too long, just seeing it written down, take some of the power Ooh. out of it. And it's, you know, it's all that kind of stuff. Anyway, it's time for this. <laughs>
8: Paul, we love
7: she had 12 minutes to do it.
3: She Wait, was... I've done a better one. <laughs> what? Well, there isn't a better Adiós, one. There's, there's no a better one
7: than that. Bearing mind, right it's only Wait. Paul Scorins who lies about sledging in the snow and he thinks that Black and Decker is the same as Dyson.
3: The next five to six minutes are going to be pure fiction anyway.
7: Yeah, OK, this is the better version. Here we go. Paul, Paul, we love Paul. Well, let's let's welcome. He's never had such production values. Ladies and gentlemen. Hello. Yeah? Ladies and and gentlemen, it is the uh, BBC Three Counties Eurovision expert. It's Paul Scoynes. Good morning, Paul. Good morning, Ian. It's great to be here. And just like Eurovision, we're operating on a time delay, which is absolutely wonderful. Paul, tell us, when did you first uh, uh, start to fall in love with the the majesty of Eurovision?
26: I've loved it since I was a teenager, and... um... Although I haven't really watched it for the last couple of years, but oh, big fan! I will be watching this time.
7: Okay, uh, wh- big g- fan. Give us some of your favourite Eurovision um, uh, hits and misses from the the past few years. Ireland have been quite good. Which one in particular?
26: There was uh, the River Dance.
7: Don't think the River Dance was actually in Eurovision. That was to-
26: in Eurovision. No, it was in it was in the it was in the half time thing.
7: Well, wow, well that doesn't count that's a half time act, that doesn't count. Flipping heck. Alright, scoins. So uh, listen. <clears> uh, there was f- the uh, bearded lady last year. When is uh, when is Eurovision this year, mate?
26: It's uh, this Saturday. It's uh, taking place in Vienna because, of course, Conchita Wurst, the uh, the bearded lady I was just talking about, uh, won last year. So she has the hosting rights, if you like, so you'll see a bit more of her. Interestingly, uh, for Eurovision this year, Ian, um, Australia are taking part, which is, which is nice. It's the 60th anniversary uh, of that. And uh, I'm being told that uh, Sweden could do very well and uh, Italy could do very well as well. Johnny Logan for Ireland is, of course, the uh, One of the interesting ones who could do quite well as well.
7: It's Johnny Logan in it this year again?
26: Um, no, he's a previous one.
7: <laughs> yeah, he's not oh, flipping. He? <laughs> <laughs> so, what, oh, can
26: I say as well that we've got local interest as well, Ian? Yeah, we've go got on, local let's interest because the, uh, the UK. The UK entry is actually a music teacher from Wellin and uh, also a voice contestant from South London, so um, that's very good as well. And the name of it's their song? It's Next Saturday. The Did ne- I mention that? It's Next Saturday. Is it this yeah. Saturday or Next Saturday? It's on a Saturday. Should
7: we just talk to your
26: wife, Paul? I've been told, though, that the uh, UK version sounds a lot like the Potato Waffles uh, um uh uh advert from can a few g- years ago do you scorn- want to hear it no, it's, g- a, it's a mashup <laughs>
7: it's BBC three counties radio uh, I might as well just speak to Mrs. Scoyns, because she's obviously- oh, also
26: Sorry, I'm phoning it down.
7: Yeah, okay. I might as well just speak to Mrs. Scorings, because she's obviously feeding you all the information. When is the Eurovision, Paul? <laughs> it's next Saturday. Do you mean this and coming the Electro Saturday?
26: the Electro-Velveteer is the UK entry.
7: Which Saturday do you mean? Well, when
26: I say next, it, the
7: next, it's the next Saturday. The next Saturday. So the one coming in a couple of days? So it's in two days' time? D- yes. And what will you be doing to celebrate?
26: Uh, loud. <clears throat> I think that woman would answer her phone. Probably be having some frankfurters. <laughs>
7: <laughs> OK, Paul, same time tomorrow?
26: Uh, I'm on my holidays, mate, so I can't really commit we'll to that. We'll speak
7: to you tomorrow, Paul. Thanks very much indeed. <sighs>
26: uh. uh
7: That's literally, I mean... Wow, if like that woman had answered the phone. Uh, that's that's great BBC technology, by the way, guys. Yeah, the quality is great. Yeah, there's a flipping delay. Don't worry about the delay. You can work around it. The quality is pucker. Yeah, there's a delay. It's radio. We're trying to have a conversation. Yeah, no, no, no but we've spent so much money on this. The quality is... There's a delay! I
3: think the big mistake was that, yeah, Scoyne's was brain wasn't factored yeah, in, I was it? So. I mean, And
7: his wife was taking a long time to feed him the answers. We still don't know when uh, Eurovision is, for sure. It's the,
3: the next set. Today.
7: OK. Coming. Is Matt Lockwood still going to that fella's house?
3: Well, he was supposed to have sorted it out. He had the emails, so, yeah, I'm, I'm oh. going to say yes.
7: OK, brilliant. Well, I look forward... Um, I've got literally no idea what's happening. Can we have daily in the next uh, ten minutes or so? Yeah, no, that's yeah.
3: going to happen. We've also got callers. Oh, wow!
7: Callers, cool, you say. You spoil us. A little reset before the travel. 08459 four double five five double five. Your hiding stories, please. We're on a hiding to nothing this morning. Ever been told to get into the wardrobe or hide under the bed or climb? Out the window. 81333. Start your text, 3CR. And if you want to have a pop at social workers, we've had so many texts from people having a go at social workers. Hit and run, easy target. Phone up and tell us why you've got a problem. Maureen, it was Maureen, wasn't it, that we spoke to earlier on? She phoned up. Her grandkids have been taken away because the social workers didn't like her daughter. That's what she said. I, you know, I could only go in so strong because she'd lost her grandkids. I mean, this is obviously still on the scene, but um, that's not what they do. That's not what they do. Oh wait, four five nine, four double five, five double five. Let's get the travel
1: travel news for beds, hards, and bugs.
0: BBC Three Counties Radio. There are still delays on the M1
10: southbound between Junction 11 for Dunstable and 9 for Redbourne. And on the M40 into London, there's a the lane blocked on the exit slip road at Junction 4 for the High Wycombe Cross Roundabout. That's because a car's broken down. On the M25, there are queues anti-clockwise between Junction 19 for Watford and 16 for the M40. In Beaconsfield on Amersham Road, that's looking very slow between Longbottom Lane and the A40 London Road. And the A1 southbound also looking really slow from the St Nates Junction to the Black Cat Roundabouts. That reports of any problems on the trains, though. Samantha Brewer? BBC Three Counties Radio.
7: Sammy, thank you very much. We're going to have some daily action in just a few minutes. You will not want to miss this. If you are limp in the handshake department, well, then you're going to die early.
1: Across beds, hearts and bugs.
7: This is BBC
0: Three Counties Radio.
2: It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Bedford Borough Council say an inquiry is underway following the death of four-year-old Alexa Marie Quinn. Her father, Carl Wheatley, was yesterday found guilty of her murder. The Chancellor, George Osborne, is to use his first speech since the election to offer new powers to English cities. A father from Hertfordshire, whose son took his own life, is supporting new plans for schoolchildren to spot signs of mental health problems among their contemporaries. And Bedfordshire's chief fire officer is backing TV presenter Claudia Winkleman's calls for Tighter regulation on children's fancy dress costumes. Three Counties Sports.
0: BBC Three Counties Radio.
2: Stevenage and Wickham are bidding to reach the League Two playoff final this evening with second-leg ties. Stevenage travelled to Southend after a one-all draw in the home leg. Manager Graham Wesley thinks his side have gained more confidence since Sunday's first meeting.
15: I kind of expected that one or two of the younger boys and less experienced boys might struggle a bit with the occasion. Um, we were okay, but uh, by no means at uh, the type of level that I think we can expect to be at in the in the second leg, where I I do think that players will gain some confidence. I expect to see us go on to a, a different level in. In, in what we do in that second leg.
2: And Wickham hosts Plymouth at Adams Park, leading 3 2 from Saturday's first leg in Devon. Wickham are waiting on the fitness of goalkeeper Matt Ingram, who missed that game. His manager, Gareth Ainsworth.
16: We'll get stronger, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to Thursday now. 1 0 to Wickham going into the next leg, and uh, I'd have took that before the game. We're winning dressing room in there, you know, and, and you win your games in the playoffs. You you you, you achieve things. So start concentrating on the, on this contest because uh, that's all important now for what happens in our season.
2: And you can hear commentary on both matches in tonight's three counties sport from seven. Holders Real Madrid are out of the Champions League after losing their semi-final to Juventus. It finished one all in Spain last night to send Juventus through 3-2 on aggregate. They'll meet Barcelona in the final. Yorkshire's director of cricket Martin Moxon says he's not resigned to losing coach Jason. Gillespie to England. Moxon's confirmed that as yet there's been no approach to the county champions. And Andy Murray will face David Goffin of Belgium this afternoon in the third round of the Italian Open. Yesterday, Murray notched up his 10th straight victory on clay with a straight sets win over Jeremy Shardy. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at nine. Call 08459
0: 455 555.
2: BBC Three
1: Counties Radio.
7: Uh, Weak handshake means you're gonna die early. That's a fact. It's in the Lancet. Ever been told to hide somewhere and uh, well social workers are Well, they're kind of in the papers. We've been talking about this uh, this terribly sad story about um, a a dad who um, Well murdered his uh, his young daughter Um, and uh, she was in care and he kind of fought to get her back, and uh, people were having a pop at social workers. It's easy, it's lazy, and I think it's unfair. I think it's unfair. Norma's in Bedford, that was the chair. Morning, Norma. Hello, good morning. What have you got for us, Norma?
20: Yes, um, I would like to clear some misconceptions because I'm a social worker, and I just want to give people information so that they know what the processes are. When a child is removed from their parents after court proceedings, it's not the social worker who makes that decision. That decision is made by a court of law all the social worker ever does is to present the local authority evidence to the court, and the court wants evidence.
7: But of course, the, the social worker could. Um, because obviously, we heard from Maureen earlier on, who heard, who, who who claimed that the social worker took the grandkids away because the, the social worker didn't like the grandkids' yeah. mum. The, the 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 social worker can phrase the evidence. You know, they shape. They can shape the evidence, can't they? they? No, they can't. If
20: they do, they are going to stand in that witness box. And there is going to be counsel for the mother and counsel for the father and the counsel for the ch- child through their children's guardian. Yep. They are all going to have to, she is going. that social worker will have to, to, to evidence this. They'll have to put evidence before the court. It can't be stories. The court is not going to listen to stories. The court will want evidence of abuse if the child has been abused. No, so there are so many other professionals yep. and some of them are quite independent like the children's guardian is independent of the local authority mm. and if you are going to write stories and frame, up and frame someone it's obviously going to come up in yep. court because you are going to have to evidence that in a witness box
7: under oath uh, what what what? It's very easy, isn't it? I'm sure you've read papers and heard phone-ins on other radio shows where people are phoning up just to have a pop at social workers. How does that make you feel in your it job? It makes
20: me feel so bad. It's, it's not. It's just not true. I mean, you, it's just blaming the social workers when, in actual fact, when children are removed from their parents, they there must be evidence of the children having suffered significant having been at risk of significant harm and suffered mm. abuse which can be evidenced in a court of law i can't i can't imagine a judge in a court of law just going along with what the social worker is saying without any evidence if okay. you are criticizing the social worker it means you, are, you must be critical of the whole system no, you I'm, must be critical of the of the of
7: the justice system I am, you must be Norma, sorry, i'm trying to phrase a question in my head that is, uh, I'm trying to phrase it so it's not offensive, and I don't think I can. So I'm going to, I'm going to try and ask a question. Yes. And uh, if you're offended, I apologise. No, it's all right. So bear with me. This is a tricky one. Yes. I'm just going to say it, OK? Uh, we don't like, uh, do we? People don't like being told what to do, and we also don't like being told that we're not very good at being parents, do we? And uh, if, I, I okay. also think... There's a second part. I also think that people don't like being told... That information is made even worse if it's presented in a foreign accent, and there are a significant number of social workers. I'm guessing you've got you've got an African heritage, Norma. Am I right? I have, yeah There are a significant number of workers from all backgrounds, but there do seem to be a number uh, with uh, Asian and um, African backgrounds. Now, while that shouldn't make any difference, some people this is so hard to phrase. Some people will will think less of of, of what the information they're being given because it's coming from uh, someone of African or Asian heritage. Do you understand what I'm saying?
20: Yes, I do understand what you're saying, but I'm I'm, I'm trying to think why that would have anything to do with the evidence of abuse of a child over a prolonged period of time before the local authority takes these matters to court. They have to evidence support to the family through child protection measures, and sometimes it, it would have been going on for a long period of time, over two years, sometimes three years, sometimes... And that there is an incident
7: that takes the matter to court instantly, and it shouldn't. It shouldn't have any impact. I think with some people, it does. I'm just playing around with ideas in my head at the moment. And Let me just—this idea uh, just popped into my head. Some people view people with foreign accents. Catherine, help me with this. Some people view foreign people with accents as not being as intelligent as them. Does that make sense? No, it doesn't at all. I mean, some... I'm not saying that's necessarily right, Nora. I'm just saying that I think that's the perception that some people have.
20: No, but then there's professional social yep. workers out there who are not of British heritage, yep, yep. who are doing a very good job, who are protecting children, who are doing what they're supposed to do. If you read their statements, mm. the evidence that they put in there, the professionalism that goes into that, I wonder why anyone would question that. Because it's, it's got absolutely nothing to do with where they're from. It's got quite a lot to do with the job that they're doing yep. and, and 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 how good they are at, at this job, and they're. That could be experts in their in their field, and why would you why, why would you question that?
3: Do you know why I think it is because they're defensive because they feel like they're fighting, and and you're an authority figure, but there's a further thing that makes you different from them, and I wonder whether that's what you're trying to get out of Ian?
7: Yeah, I think so. And I'm not saying there's any. I'm not saying that's right, Norma. I'm just saying that that could be human psychology. Uh, uh, you, you know, there, there could be. Hum- I'm, I'm getting a little bit lost up my own backside here, Norma. So I'm going to kind of uh, retreat from this cul de sack, but.
3: It would be probably the same if you had a very, very posh accent.
7: Yeah, 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 posh accent, a common accent, any kind of difference. Real
3: difference. Uh,
7: uh-huh. n- Norma, listen, uh, you know, uh, pfft, uh, I, I'm a big fan of the majority of social workers, so I hope I've not offended you in any way, and, and, and I hope you keep on doing what you do. Yes, I, I mean,
20: I'm, a pro- I'm, the, I'm the professional. And I, 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 the professional. I look at more... It's more about protecting the children. It's yeah. more about doing what I'm supposed to do. It's, it's something that I'm trained in doing. I've got a qualification in this and if, if anyone doesn't look down upon that qualification which I got through the normal channels of going through university like everyone else, yeah, yeah. then that is their problem and not mine. No, Norma,
3: can I ask you a question before you go? When things don't go right how do you pick yourself up and, and carry on doing what you're doing because you must feel terrible?
20: It's a, it's a very difficult job. Very, very difficult. If you get things wrong, um, then you you pay for it with your conscience. Um, this is why sometimes it's better to overreact than to underreact in
7: in in metal Boom! To, if Boom. You just got it there. You just got it there, Norma. That's that's it. It's better to overreact than underreact. We're talking about kids' lives. We're talking about other things as well, but primarily kids' lives. Hurt
3: feelings rather than hurt children. Yeah.
7: So. No, Norma, we're talking about children and yep. keeping them safe. And yep. we can't take any chances when it comes to
20: things like that. Because if you do, then when a child's life is lost, how does that make you feel Boom. as a professional? If you had that responsibility to safeguard that children, that, that child was looking up to you for, for for safety and and you didn't
7: provide that. Norma, I'm going to move on. I really appreciate your call and I appreciate you letting me kick around some ideas in a slightly clumsy fashion with you. Thank you. No, that's OK. No Thank worries. you very much indeed. Okay. Boom, there you go.
3: She was great, wasn't
7: she? Boom, we got there. It was, yeah, and I, I was all a bit ham-fisted, but um, I'm already getting flack on Twitter, uh, saying... Um, <laughs> Jane... Oh, dear. Jane is banging on. I don't get why this some people stuff is so difficult, unless at some level you share that sentiment. It's a fair question, but the way you're asking it, sounds like you're endorsing racism. Oh, Jane, jog on. No. Jog on, Jane. You, 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 you're wrong. And yes, I may have been a little bit clumsy, but, 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 but go away. Uh, that's it. Uh, thank you for that. I really appreciate that call. Morning, Justin? Justin? Where's justin gone he's uh, he's he's having a cheeky growl justin Justin Justin? Justin? Justin Justin Justin
18: Justin
7: Justin Justin
18: Justin
7: Justin whisper
10: Justin Justin he's in the office He can hear the office
7: Justin where the flipping hell are you <sighs> right okay, someone put put call into justin. Justin Dealey, who works on the show. What the hell is going on with that man? What the hell is going on? It's a fair question, says Jane, but the way you're asking it sounds like you're endorsing racism. I'm not... Oh, silly woman. No, of course I'm not endorsing racism, you plum. Some people are racist and they have to deal with racists. Endorsing rac... Yeah, hi, my name's Ian Lee and I think racism is great. I give it two thumbs up. Silly sausage. You've got any Texas, Catherine Let's have some Texas.
3: Let's have a little look. Let's have a little look. At some Texas. At uh Adam from Hemel says, Can I be unbanned? Do you remember Adam from Hemel? He ba- ended the ba- show th- yesterday. He's
7: banned for the rest of the week. He says Don't even read No, no. I don't care. He's been hassling me on, on Twitter No, he's banned for the week. We'll speak we'll speak to and about Adam on Monday. He
3: does refer to cutting the cheese again.
7: I don't care. He's not the move on. Next text. Next text. Uh,
3: okay, uh here we go. Next text. Uh uh, uh Well, we've had a straight text from Robin Plissick saying bye um, or maybe it's not uh, and uh, I apologize for not uh, phoning in but I'm very nervous I may say something that would reveal an identity I was actually asked if I would consider a career with social workers but I know my own limitations and I know I would not cope with the workload people need to look beyond the news stories and stop slagging them off all the time
7: Daily, I've got one question for you Your on, boss what happened? What was that again What happened? What happened? What What happened? What happened? Where the hell were you, mate? I went to Listen, you. Listen, mate, miscommunication. You're okay You're my wingman. You're no, my I'm wingman. Here. I'm here. <laughs> I crashed and burned. <laughs> what What happened?
13: You. Listen, I'm here. Miscommunication. I'm here now.
7: Well, but, but, but now we are... What do you mean miscommunication? You knew, you knew, mate, that we wanted you for the radio. That's your job. Yeah, that for is my job, For the three hours that is six my and job. nine, you is mine, boy. You is mine. Well, I'm going to make yeah. you squeal like a piggy. Yeah, oh, yeah. no, that's a horrible reference. Sorry, I just remember where that's from. Um, good film, by the way. Uh, deliverance. Um, anyone going to pick that up? <laughs> Uh, so we'll have to come back to you after the trav. OK, boss. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Oh, I tell you what, we've got a minute. Yeah, cool. Go uh, you've got a cracking new video up on Facebook. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Which uh, is is arousing and offensive at the same time. <laughs> come on. <laughs> go on, what is it?
13: Um, it's a video ahead of my show this weekend. Um, Saturday at midday, uh, two hours of fantastic music and the theme this weekend coming into summer now a lot of people getting married wedding songs uh, hey. which song reminds you of your wedding your first dance so we took it to the streets of Watford uh, I was dressed yeah. up as a groom uh, we had lots of old ladies who were touching me and uh, well, we you had
7: were a, on, you were touching lots of old men as well uh, mate okay, I suppose it worked both ways yes. and uh,
13: we had a wedding car as well going through the high street there lots of fun lots of banter uh, the video's up on our Facebook page and a few thousand hits I would love it if you went to go and
7: watch it and share it as well. And, guys, don't worry the fact that he said banter. It's still actually quite good. Well, there's a man on there who lets me stroke his beard. Did you get your money back for the megaphone? Uh, yes, I did, yes. Well, then it's a happy ending. It's a very happy ending. <laughs> Facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. It is very, very funny
1: travel news for beds, cards and bugs.
0: BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1,
10: there are queues southbound approaching junction 14 for Milton Keynes and there are also delays between junction 11 for Dunstable and 9 for Redbourne. On the M25, there are queues anti-clockwise from junction 19 for Watford to 16 for the M40. On the A1 southbound, it's busy from the St Neots junction towards the Black Cat roundabouts and it's also looking busy in High Wycombe on the A40 Abbeyway flyover past the University College at the bottom of Marlow Hill. On the train park, Boards. There are no reports of any problems at the moment, though. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Yeah,
7: thank you, Sammy. Eight. 45. It's Thursday the 14th of May. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Bedford Borough Council says an inquiry is underway following the death of four-year-old Alexa Marie Quinn. Her father, Carl Wheatley, was yesterday found guilty of her murder. The Chancellor, George Osborne, is to use his first speech since the election to offer new powers to English cities. And Bedfordshire's chief fire officer is backing TV presenter Claudia Winkleman's calls for tighter regulation on children's fancy dressings. Costumes. Your calls and texts is coming up. Oh, and a bit of dealy as well after the weather with Elizabeth.
0: Beds, hearts, and bucks weather.
7: BBC Three Counties Radio
21: hello very good morning to you there will be some rain a little bit later on through the day at the moment we've got the chance of some showers through this morning so we could see a bit of wet weather perhaps on and off but lots of dry weather too around this morning just the cloud is going to thicken as we head into the afternoon and eventually we'll see the rain as well and it will be a rather wet afternoon in store some heavy bursts of rain at times and top temperatures today only up as far as 9 or 10 degrees celsius we've got quite cool easterly wind as well so it could be quite a wet commute home the rain lasting on into the evening Evening for many of us. Uh, some poor driving conditions as well, of course, later on today. And then the rain will fizzle away overnight. It will be a dry second half of the night, I think, um, turning quite chilly too. temperatures perhaps as low in the countryside as three or four degrees as we head into tomorrow morning. So quite a chilly night to come. Tomorrow, a lovely day again. It's looking dry and fine. There'll be some lovely spells of sunshine too. And uh, the winds will be nice and light too. The winds are going to pick up as we head into the weekend. It'll generally be cooler and breezier. There will be some cloud around, but also some brightness and some sunshine and places staying dry for most of the time. That's the forecast.
4: Sometimes in life, things don't always go to plan.
13: It worked perfectly for two and a half, three years till two days ago. He
18: should refund me £1,900.
4: Which is where we come in. We managed to get them to agree to come back in to the property on an agreed date. The JVS Show takes on your consumer problems.
22: But I've basically lost a whole lot in administration charges.
4: And helps to get to the right solution.
22: I've received a cheque back for £578.
24: Jonathan, I can't thank you enough. I don't know how you do, what
4: you do, you and your team. The JVS Show, weekdays from nine, here on BBC Three Counties Radio.
7: Oh, man, I hate to say it, guys. I hate to say it. If you've got a weak handshake, well, you're going to (laughs) die. I mean, that's pretty much it. That's what it boils down to, Justin. Shake hands to find out if you'll have a heart attack. That's the headline in the Daily Mirror, mate, so it's got to be true. According to researchers, yeah. Testing hand grip strength could be a simple, low-cost way to predict the risk of serious illness or premature death. The, it, this, is the, this is it, right? This is the sentence. The international study published in The Lancet found grip strength is a strong predict, stronger predictor of death and blood pressure.
3: Oh, hang on a minute then. So they're testing your grip. They're not saying no, mate, shake handshakes. my hand and that's it's just handshakes. a
7: habit. It's handshakes. Oh, right, fair yep. enough. It's handshakes. Justin, yep. I gave you the rather um, unpleasant job of taking <laughs> this to the streets and seeing who was going to be around next week and who might be around in 20 years' time. What happened?
13: Yeah, well, do you, do you know me, boss? I rarely say this, but uh, I've got scientific proof coming up here that oh. this report is actually true. Beautiful. Beautiful. Okay. Well, you did, so you did, I've, um, not
7: fiction, mate. We, we know that. That's that. You, you deal with as you know,
13: I, I deal in facts and not fiction.
7: Exactly, and that's to do. Uh, you do you deal in fact, not fiction when you're talking about the Nazis, don't you?
13: I don't do a programme about Adolf Hitler. Oh, all
7: right, mate. Sorry, that's been cancelled. I didn't realise. Okay, just try and look, try and sound a little bit more excited about things. No
13: matter how excited I try to sound, my voice always sounds boring. That's just my voice. Mate, you're really on the defensive today. <laughs> Come here, give me a big cuddle. Yeah, we're friends again. Oh dear. Justin. Uh, yes, I've been on the streets this morning testing people's <laughs> you know, handshakes you know and putting this research to the test. Justin,
7: you uh, he... know we need about six more clips and then we, we, you don't need to come in anymore. <laughs> Robo JD. Robo JD. Go on, sorry. So, yeah, I've been on the streets this morning
13: testing people's handshakes uh, to see if they're, they're weak or firm. Here's what happened. Wow. <laughs> wow. What's your name? Uh, Carl. Carl, that was the firmest handshake I've had in a very long time proper handshake there you know. It was wasn't it? Wow I mean how often do you, do you shake men's hands and it's just really weak and and tame? Yeah.
5: yeah too often some people are just you know some people just feel
25: like they're just stroking your hands.
13: Let's get the Spanish perspective sir that was a very very firm handshake wasn't it? Alright thank you. What do you think about men who don't shake hands firmly? I don't know, but uh, here in England it's very traditional, don't shake hands uh, firmly, just like this, you know? I like, uh... wish our listeners could see what you're doing right now. So you're telling me that that we haven't got real men in this country. Uh, of all the places you've been to, we have the worst handshakes in the world, is that what you're saying? No, I don't know the world, uh, the whole world, like to say that, you know what I mean? Alright, compared to Spain. Compared w- to Spain, yeah. Compared to Spain, we have got, would you say, pathetic handshakes here? Pathetic. Pathetic, yeah, pathetic. Priscilla. Yeah. Do, do you like a, do you like it weak or do you like it firm when it comes to a handshake?
21: Uh firm I think, yes, yeah. definitely firm. Yeah, yeah. It's like a strong personality, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's it, yeah, they know what they want.
13: Brandon, shake my hand. That was alright actually. I thought that Thank was you. gonna be weak. <laughs> Thank you very much. an absolute pleasure.
7: Love your handshake yourself, not bad. Thank you. Do, do you always shake hands in a in a firm way? Always. Always in a firm way, otherwise people don't trust your handshake. Can't trust a handshake, can't trust a person.
13: Oh, Ooh, what's your name, sir? Mr Archer, John. John, that wasn't a particularly firm handshake, mate. Um, because they're saying today that if you don't have a firm handshake, it could lead to heart attacks. You might need to, to improve that.
16: I've had a bypass anyway. I had a bypass operation 12 years ago, and it's, it's done me a world of
13: good. Do you think you had that heart bypass because your handshake was weak?
7: No. Coward. Hmm. Coward, Justin. What do you mean? Coward. What? Coward. I'm confused. You should have told that man he was going to die. No, I couldn't do that. You should have told... You didn't tell anybody there they were going to die. Instead, yeah. you were flirting with that young man. Yeah. <laughs> and you should, have, you should have told you're going to die. You're going li- to... you Coward. Look, look, Coward I'll tell counting. you what I
13: did there. OK, I spoke to most people on the streets who had firm handshakes, so they're not going to die, correct? And uh, the only person who had a weak handshake, well, again, scientific proof there that uh, what these researchers are saying is true because he had a heart bypass 12 years ago because of his handshake.
7: Uh, are you are you nearby? You're in the car uh, yes. park, aren't you? Yes. Do you want to come in and do the uh, the podcast links in about 10 minutes? Yeah, All right, vibe. Mate. Ta-ta. Bye. Bye four double five five double five. Yes, we'll be recording the new uh, podcast bits, uh, Extra Bits and Pieces In about 10 minutes time And then I'm hoping we're going out for breakfast Because I'm flipping hungry Glenn's on the line, morning Glenn morning again. We've been asking people um, uh, Hiding stories uh, after a 70 uh, year old man in a care home uh, Was uh, found with uh, Well, a prostitute was hiding underneath his bed What have you got oh. for us, Glenn? Well, mine isn't quite as, as exciting as that Um, When I was going to look for a new house in South Wales... Yeah. um, ...decided, me and my young son, we decided to go upstairs and hide in the built-in wardrobes. What, in the the house you were looking at? No, it was a show home. Oh, okay, right, yeah, yeah. Uh, So when my wife came into the bedroom, we'd jump out. Yeah, that'll teach her. Yeah, silly woman. We jumped out, it wasn't her. Oh, no! (laughs) Who was it? (laughs) I don't know, he's frightened a life about this woman. Oh! A man and a midget? Well, it's a child, but at the moment you think it was a midget. Bursting out and... T- oh, blimey. Did you, did you apologise? I did, yeah. And then my wife came up the stairs and said, What's going on? Oh, I sh- said, I've just jumped out the wardrobe and frightened this poor lady to death. It's her fault, of course, Glenn. You know that, don't you? <laughs> yeah. I hope you told her that. Glenn, thank you very much indeed. Oh, dear oh but this is the, that's the danger you live by the sword you die by the sword yeah uh we all play that as you regular listeners know we and we still play this we play the hiding and jumping out game i got Kath three times before six o'clock wow each time each time it was beautiful i'm getting
3: better at hiding my surprise though aren't i oh
7: you internalized it you can't internalize we <laughs> <laughs>
3: Anyway, Mr T Lookalike sent you a tweet. Did you see this? Yeah, he I, says, I give a full handshake, sucker, but I give a soft shake. I have a 200-pound grip strength, so I'm confused. Blimey. He does, he's careful with his strength.
7: You've got to be careful with his strength. With, with great strength comes great responsibility. Uh, woman, We did this story earlier on, but someone may have missed it. This is the most incredible story. The, it's by the male Foreign Service. I don't know what that means. Um, a doctor left his mobile phone in a woman's abdomen. Abdomen? Abdomen. abdomen. Abdomen, abdomen, abdomen. <laughs> <laughs> After delivering her baby by caesarean section, it's been alleged. Hanan Mahmoud Abdul Karim, 36, had the successful procedure at a private hospital before being before being home with her son, who was born weighing 10 pounds five. Whopper. The- but later her family noticed her stomach vibrating. <sighs> her stomach um, playing the crazy frog and her stomach lighting up.
3: Some of that's made up. Uh,
7: her mother said, my daughter suffered serious pains and could not move. Uh, the, she then went back to the hospital and uh, uh, Miss Kareem was then allegedly rushed to casualty where X-ray revealed there was a foreign object in her, in her abdomen. Yeah, a, f- a mobile and phone made in Taiwan.
3: And an unfinished game of Candy Crush on the go. <laughs> <Yeah. gun.
7: laughs> Surgeons quickly operated to remove the phone. I right, what what's to- the
3: scenario... In which that would happen.
7: Well, he obviously knocked it off with his elbow, didn't he?
3: Don't think he was holding it in one hand. And...
7: Would you want to use that phone again? I suppose if it's a good phone, you probably would. Well, it's wouldn't still
3: it still vibrates. It still works. Just wipe it down.
7: It's. I mean, that really is thoroughly. It's funny, yeah. isn't
3: it? Water ingress doesn't work in your in your gut, but it does, you know, down the toilet. It's
7: well, a yeah, but he whipped that out and he put it. In. He's quick. Get me a bowl of rice. That's what you do. Bowl I'm of done. dry rice and that sorts it out. We got any Texas? No. What? Well. What do you mean?
3: Well, well, Shirley says she loves a nice firm one. Okay. London Roy says you are racist and fascist, you plum.
7: Thank you. I'll take, I'll take that as a compliment.
3: And I don't know what Mark in Bedford is referring to. I do. Julian Egitt's excellent.
7: Uh, so, no. Here we go. This is this is for the uh, let's let's give something to the uh, the actual listener, the target audience, as, as opposed to the, the the audience that's in my head. How over 50s take fewer sick days than younger staff? Work ethic. they have got the work ethic in it. You see. Worker workers are by Louise Eccles. I love the surname Eccles.
3: That's where my family are from.
7: I don't like the place well, or the, the cake. I like the surname. I think it's a really cute surname.
3: It's not a cute place.
7: No my surnames are very rarely cute. Boyle, Lee, Rugby, Bet. <laughs> but um but Eccles is a cute surname. It's a cute surname. I got the connotation, so uh, I don't... Workers over 50 it. are four times less likely to pull a sickie than younger staff for study shows. Older employees, yeah. dubbed the Reliables, were half as likely to take a genuine sick day and far less likely to fake an illness. That's cos they've got now else to do. It's got now else to do. Part one, the doctors is on on the, on the daytime, so you'd think they would. Danny, uh, you got a minute. What have you got for us, Dan? Uh, when I was on my
9: honeymoon, I was talking to one of my friends and I was sitting in the bathroom blowing my nose and my wife comes up behind me, jabs me in the side, go, hi, and I drop the phone down the toilet. Oh, no. no well, uh, now,
7: you say you dropped it down the toilet. Yes. Had anything else been dropped down the toilet? Mm.
9: Fortunately, no, I'd only
7: gone in there to blow my nose. Uh, so. oh, <laughs> don't be old. Come on, that's what teenage boys tell their mums. You're spending a long time blowing your nose in there. I'll be out in a minute. Did it work again, Danny? Uh,
9: From then on, I could only send text messages with it and it sounded like if somebody phoned me like that underwater. Are you
7: using that phone now? Because that's what it sounds like. Uh, Well, I was just thinking your quality was pretty poor, but I thought that was just... That's, the, that's just the material and that, that's entirely down to the production team, not down to the presenter. No. I just I, I just work with what I'm given and what I've been given is um, an alcoholic middle-aged mum and a young lady whose work experience and a geezer.
20: Which one's which? <laughs>
7: Travel
1: news for beds, cards and bugs.
0: BBC Three Counties Radio.
10: On the M25, it's busy anti-clockwise between Junction 19 for Watford and 16 for the M40. And the A1 southbound in Boreham Wood has queues from the Holiday Inn to Stirling Corner. In Chessland, the A10 has queues southbound from the New River Trading Estate towards the M25 at Junction 25 for Enfield. And in High Wycombe on the A40 London Road, that's looking really slow in both directions into High Wycombe. Looking at the speed sensors as well in Amersham. On Gore Hill, it's slow southbound from the A413 to the A40 London Road. On the train departure boards, so everything seems to be running mainly to time at the moment. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank
7: you, Sammy. Excellent stuff indeed. Well, guys, it looks like we made it once again. Hey, it's Friday tomorrow. And it may or may not be Eurovision this weekend. We don't know. We'll have another update from Scoins tomorrow, hopefully. Thank you, Kelly, Catherine, Daly. We're going to record the uh, extra bits for the podcast now. Do stick around, though. JBS is up next. Until tomorrow at six, from us, ta-ta. And vocal
0: across beds, hearts, and bucks.
4: This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS show. I'm Jonathan Vernon Smith. It's Thursday, it's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone in, why do you think so many foreigners are getting jobs in this country? The head of the Bank of England, Mark Carney, has said that the high number of foreign workers in Britain is pushing down wages. And official figures show more EU migrants found work in the UK last year than British people. The number of non-UK nationals from the EU working in Britain has increased in the last year by 283,000. It now stands at 1.9 million people. The Bank of England has suggested that one of the reasons for this may be that companies are advertising jobs abroad, giving migrants the chance to find employment before leaving their own country. Well, this morning I want your reaction to this story. Why do you think so many foreigners are getting jobs in this country? Pick up the phone, come on and have your say. Here's my telephone number. It's 08459 555.
0: This is the JVS Show.
4: On BBC Three Counties Radio. I'll take your call in just a second, but first let's get the latest BBC News. At one minute past nine,
2: here's Simon Oxley. A headlines: Inquiry after Hertfordshire dad found guilty of murdering his daughter. Osborne to offer new powers to English cities. And Bedfordshire fire chief backing Strictly star. BBC Three Counties Radio. Bedford Borough Council say an inquiry is underway following the death of four-year-old Alexa Marie Quinn. Her father Carl Wheatley was yesterday found guilty of her murder in Hatfield in March last year. He will be sentenced tomorrow. Alexa Marie lived in Bedford before her father was granted custody just three months before killing her. More from. I can
11: in a statement, Kevin Crompton, the Director of Children's Services at Bedford Borough, says their thoughts are with the young girl's family. He says they're participating in a serious case review with colleagues from the Hertfordshire Children's Safeguarding Board to examine every detail of the case and make sure they learn everything possible from Alexa Marie's tragic death. Mr Crompton says it would be inappropriate at this stage to speculate on the review's outcomes but any findings will be used to help shape future policy. The on